Hello everybody and welcome once again to The Brink, the most brinkaliciously awesome podcast anywhere in the world and really you don't want to be doing anything else right now but listening to this episode because we have a huge, a huge episode for you today. So much new content that we are about to brink and explode and uh, so much new content that you're probably not really going to hear some of our uh, regular segments because we recorded a plenty of new stuff for you this week. We don't need to play any of it. So no flashback for you this week. We don't have any flashback of Forget the Lyrics because we have new Forget the Lyrics on this week. We have three brand new Forget the Lyrics for you. You have to stay tuned to hear that and um, plenty of other content too. It's going to be one brinkingly huge episode for you to really get your, see, uh, your teeth sucked into today. Stuck into. I mean, you can suck your teeth into it. I don't really know how um, that would necessarily work. Uh, big thanks to everybody who tuned in to our last episode. As we always do, we just check in to where you've been listening to us from. Obviously, Australia, you love us there. The US, you love us there. And uh, Japan and Norway this week. Um, new ones there. Very excited for that. So, um, you know, konnichiwa to our Japanese listeners and uh, hello in Norwegian to our Norwegian listeners. I don't actually know what that is. You think I would have researched that coming into this, but um, clearly got a little bit lazy there. But, uh, you know, I'm seeing here a place called Moss in Norway and uh, in Japan, uh, Tachikawa. Tachikawa. Um, you know, I'm going to butcher that no matter how I try and pronounce it. But uh, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. And as always, we like uh, looking at this every single week, seeing where you are tuning into, particularly uh, when you're tuning into such a massive, massive episode this week. And I also just want to take time out to quickly say thank you to everybody who also tuned in to the Brink Unleashed 7. It's been out now for a week. Um, huge success so far. We appreciate the feedback that we've gotten for it. And if you haven't seen it, check it out on our YouTube channel. You're going to love it. It's great. It's the best one we've done so far. So, uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate you tuning into this, because, again, it's going to be a huge episode. Each week when we get this person on the show, we generally have to Google the words New Zealand to find out what the fuck is going on. This week, we don't really have to do that, because there's been so much shit going on with his country that we don't even really know where to begin. I do, of course, speak of Nick Chester. Nick, first of all, welcome back to The Brink. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be back um, in an unusual circumstances. Mm, I just want to ask you the question. Are you a New Zealand citizen? Have you found out this during the week? Because I believe every single Australian um, whose parents might have had sex with a New Zealander in the last 50 years is just trying to find out whether or not they're actually half New Zealander or not. <laughs> we don't have room for you, buggers. Just stay where you are. Um, <laughs> you're not welcome over here. It's... Um... You cut your cane toads and your, and your dude, great big spiders <laughs> yeah. and... Uh, and stay right where you are. It is so interesting, uh, this whole Barnaby Joyce situation, or as I saw um, one of our websites put the heading as Barnaby Joyce. Um, that's how much journalism, uh, you know, acceptance we have of New Zealand over here. Um, clearly, I mean, this is just, I think we might have even mentioned this a week or so ago with you, that there's just been a big scandal in Australia lately that uh, it's part of our parliamentary system. If you're a, a dual citizen with another nation, you are not allowed to run for parliament. It's against the constitution or whatever the hell it is. So it's been a big thing recently. So many people, mainly senators, are finding out, shit, I'm half English, shit, I'm half Chinese, shit, I'm half Afghani, I don't know. They're all half whatever. And then clearly uh, our deputy prime minister 
uh, who clearly no one in this country likes. I don't even think Barnaby Joyce likes himself. Um, he found out during the week that uh, his dad, I believe, because he was a Kiwi, um, it's like a law or something in New Zealand that if one of your parents is from New Zealand, you're automatically a Kiwi citizen or something like that. So he's a dual citizen of Australia and New Zealand, or at least was. Apparently he's now renounced his citizenship to New Zealand, uh, which therefore makes him technically ineligible to be an MP, which throws our entire government into chaos because they only hold a one-seat majority. Did this? I mean, how did this make news in New Zealand? Because clearly it's just escalating further and further because it's turned out that our Labor Party contacted your Labor Party um, to get a bit of inside goss. We've got now our Liberal Party accusing Labor Party of treason. Um, I mean, for fuck's sake, this is, this is better than uh, half the stuff that's on TV at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's a real good house of cards. It's... Um except all the cards are Australian and New Zealand, so... Um, <laughs> and we don't yeah, have Frank yeah. Underwood, sadly. No. Or Claire Underwood, no, actually. No, we've just got, we've just got uh, Barnaby Joyce. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all I knew about this guy before this happened was the whole John Oliver thing with... Because um, he was the one that, that kind of booted out Johnny Depp's yeah. dogs yeah, or something. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah. He's the one that Carl Sandland's called a wanker live on air. You bloody That's wanker! That's, that's right, that's yeah, yeah. Choice, yes. so, I mean, I hadn't heard much about this. I mean, I, I guess I'd heard a little bit about the whole Green Party guys that went first, um, but hadn't really paid much attention because it had no link to us. But now suddenly Barnaby Joyce, of all people, is uh, apparently a New Zealand citizen. Um, and, um, yeah, so I guess probably the thing was that one of our Labour... So our Labour Party's in opposition at the moment, and apparently one of them, so a guy called Chris Hipkins, he put in a um, some questions into Parliament about citizenship and stuff like that which all sounds like yeah there was a little bit of dodgy dealings that shouldn't have been going on which is um has kind of left our um our new leader of the opposition uh Jacinda Ardern to kind of um have to kind of clamp down on some of her members but um that's all turned into this big massive thing because one of your new foreign minister or whatever has suddenly uh gone a bit crazy and saying that um if Labor became the, the government here, then she couldn't work with them and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's all gone a bit crazy, really. Yeah, I mean, good old Julie Bishop just escalates the situation. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I was watching, like, the press conference with her where she's essentially going on about, you know, yeah, if they hope they better not get elected. I don't know how we can do this. And then all of a sudden... After she's had that press conference, and obviously your opposition leaders come out and kind of like, uh, yeah, you're full of shit, love. To which then Julie Bishop's kind of just going, oh no, I'm not full of shit. She's full of shit. I don't trust her. And I, there's a journalist who literally said, oh, so you don't trust um, the New Zealand opposition leader, or you don't trust this? And she's like, no, we trust our facts. And it's kind of like, wow, okay then. Um, so I, I kind of find it very interesting that that's happening, and. I mean, you know, in a, in a day and age where everything's dominated by a certain weird-haired, uh, angry man who apparently likes Nazis during the week, uh, you know, we've clearly got our own version of this, but on a slightly smaller scale. Uh, small to the fact that, um, you know, if there was a slow news week, we might make John Oliver next week, but I don't think we will. Um, but it's just, it's so fascinating to watch. I mean, again, we've got one party saying the other party's, you know, conducting treason. I mean, it's New Zealand. Is that treason? I mean, you're just our little brother. I mean, that's, you're barely another country. Come on. Yeah, it's all a bit weird, really. I mean, um, uh, yeah, like you say, I mean, there's, there's bigger kind of foreign issues going on. And, you know, in a, in a world where our Labour Party becomes, uh, the government of the day, I mean, the Australian government will have to work with them. There's no two ways about that. And, I mean, if you can work with Trump, you can work with anybody, really. 
Um, sorry to all um, the Brinks, uh, Donald Trump supporters, but you know, <laughs> it, you know, it, it, even you have to admit he can't be the easiest guy to, to take a phone call with. Your your prime minister would know better than anybody else about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I just I don't think there's really anything to it. But uh, I mean, so what's the kind of fallout of Barnaby Joyce get kicked out of Parliament? I mean. It's. I mean, this is where it's tricky. I was reading about this today, actually, and the thing is, is he's come out since this is all has happened and basically said, oh, it's gone now. I'm 100% Australian. It, I'm no longer half Kiwi. But the issue is, it, for the most part, he was. So it's going to the High Court, um, and basically if they turn around and say, sorry, Barnaby, you're not eligible, you were ineligible, um, they basically have to go to a by-election, um, which he can then stand for again because he's now fully Australian. Um, and all likelihood is he would win that seat anyway. So realistically, nothing will probably happen. But for, hypothetically, if he lost that seat, Labor win it, and then we're, you know, we're at a stalemate where uh, Liberal wouldn't have a majority. So then the Liberal Party, Malcolm Turnbull, would basically have to get the support of at least, uh, I think, one or two independents to kind of form majority. And then if he didn't, and we kind of still had a stalemate, then we're probably forced to go back to the polls, worst case scenario. But I, I think that realistically, what looks like it's going to happen is the High Court will dismiss it, and nothing will come from it. But even, again, if they say, yeah, sorry, mate, you were half a Kiwi, fuck off he will more than likely win the by-election anyway. So, I mean, realistically, nothing's probably going to happen. And, look, to be honest with you, I mean, I think that he should be considered ineligible because I think it was about two weeks ago he was on radio basically calling out all these people who were like, yeah, he's half British, he's not ineligible, he should go. And it's mainly senators that this affected. So, I mean, he was an advocate for this only a fortnight ago basically saying, like, the rules are rules, you've got to leave. And now he's one that's facing the same thing. It's kind of like, well, you've got to, you know, take a dose of your own medicine there, mate, and, uh, you know, maybe step back to win a by-election anyway. Yeah, he's um, he's right up there, like um, with one of the world's most punchable faces, isn't he? I mean, he's he's like one of the the most smarmy looking guys. I mean, I don't know if he's a nice guy or not, but uh, he's got the kind of face that you just want to punch, really. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, from the outside, he seems like a, a, a bit of a git, and uh, probably won't be uh, too many tears shed over him. So, w- what part of Australia does he actually represent? Is he he's New South Wales somewhere? Right? I think actually he's. Uh, I think his seat is in New South Wales, and I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Tamworth where he was born, which is in New South Wales. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure certain again because he's 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 electorate. He was up actually against uh, a former independent Tony Windsor, who he beat in twenty was that last year twenty sixteen. See, I don't even remember when our last election was. No, I remember we had an election last year. Um, but uh, so the guy that Tony Windsor, he was a former independent in Parliament. He was actually one of the three independents, uh, four actually. We're going to count our very own Andrew Wilkie down here in Hobart that helped Julia Gillard form uh, government when we had. Um, uh, hung Parliament back in 2010. So, like, kind of, Tony Windsor was very prominent at that time. Uh, and so he still polled very well in that seat. So, uh, one of the articles I was reading was saying that, you know, just if there is a by-election, Tony Windsor would probably run again, and there is every chance that um, it might go against Barnaby Joyce. Realistically, it wouldn't, because I think the thing that kind of before all this happened, uh, you know, we're in the midst of this the, the same-sex marriage plebiscite deal, which I don't know if you know too much about over there, um, which, you know, the Liberal Party just complete shambles. We're basically being forced to spend $122 million of taxpayers' money to take part in a voluntary 
postal plebiscite, which won't actually hold up in court or in parliament, even if we 100% vote, yes, we want same-sex marriage, the government can still say, nah, we don't really want it still. So that was kind of everything. We were focused on that. And now all of a sudden, uh, at least for half a day this week, Australia really liked New Zealand because you're like, yes, you can have Barnaby Joyce. Take him away from us. Uh, yeah, no, we don't want him either. <laughs> um, yeah. You sure? Yeah. Uh, you're positive. Yeah, you can have them. You can have <laughs> the one, yeah. the one John Oliver story we've ever had. That means that you would take that away from us, and therefore we would never have had a story on a uh, John Oliver. I, I reckon. I, I reckon you're going to make you're going to make John Oliver next week. <laughs> That's my. Although it's been a big Trump week too, so that makes makes it. I honestly, I actually kind of had a bit of a thought that we might have sniffed uh, around there in terms of our same sex marriage debate, because um, you know it's just it is a shambles, and it's something that I feel John Oliver would have picked up on because. Dear old Tony Abbott's kind of uh, fronting the no campaign and already, you know, putting his foot in his mouth with a lot of things. So, um, but yeah, again, when you've kind of got Donald Trump sort of sympathizing with Nazis, um, yeah, it makes it a little bit difficult for our, uh, you know, poor little political situations down here, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Um, So I'm just uh, trying to do a little bit of background digging for you in terms of how this is kind of um, breaking the news. Obviously, we've got a couple of, of major news websites, and it's, it's been a big deal on there, but um, I quite like going and looking at some of our, our kind of crazy blogs, political blogs, to kind of see where the news is breaking here. And um, our big, like, seriously crazy, well, in my opinion, um, right-wing blog site is called Whale Oil, and <laughs> um, there's um, not a lot in there. I mean, you'd have to go back. I mean, this guy posts pretty frenetically, so there's heaps of stuff on here. But um, he's a bit more concerned with what's happening in America and um, anti-Islam and stuff like that. It's well worth a read if, if you want to go and check out some uh, yeah an interesting uh, stories going on there. Um, if that's your your bag, I can't say it's my bag. Um, the other one is Kiwi Blog, which is also a right wing kind of blog. Um, they've got a little bit more coverage about it in there. Um, Labour causes rift with Australia, blah, 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 blah. Um, and if I go and look at the, um, the oh, what's the, what's the, the standard, I think it's called, which is the left wing one, um, you're getting quite an education in, in blogging um, um, in New Zealand, um, more than you probably ever wanted to know or your listeners ever wanted to know. Um, but to hell with it. You called me up. You have to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I need to. I need to inform you then on the flip side of this, Nick. You heard me mention our one of the headings on one of our websites before. I found a very great article here, which I think really does show you what generally Australians think of New Zealand, um, because <laughs> this is brilliant. And I, I remember years ago sending you. Um, it was, we were talking about the America's Cup recently, and it was that was it three, four years ago, whenever it was, when you choked and lost the America's Cup. And I remember sending you a link that day to kind of like the heading of news.com.au. Of, you know, it was basically like, oh, bro, we lost. I don't know. It was just some tongue-in-cheek headline to rip shit into New Zealand. These are literally headlines and things that I'm reading here in this article. So first of all, the article leads with, Newspapers and social media skew a New Zealand citizen, Barnaby Joyce. As I kind of said before, that's kind of the running joke. The front page of the Courier Mail in Queensland after all this broke literally has Joyce as bro, um, followed by you have got to be joking. Deputy PM's Kiwi ancestry <laughs> means it could be Hakala Vista for Barnaby. That is the Courier Mail. Enough said. They're, they're generally pretty shit. Uh, on the Herald Sun in Melbourne, we had all black for Barnaby. 
Uh, the Daily Telegraph in Sydney. It's Barnaby Choice, bro. Uh, <laughs> the advertiser in Adelaide. Why so sheepish, Barnaby? <laughs> These uh, are like headlines on major newspapers that are just running with the sheep jokes. Um, and all the social media posts here. So somebody here on um, uh, Instagram has a picture of Sean the Sheep in a car, which just has Barnaby. Um, there's a... Yeah, it's not like the worst name in the world to have a, a story connected with New Zealand. Eh? Like, it was just asking for it. Well, there's, a, there's a picture here, somebody's on Twitter, of an actual picture of Barnaby Joyce holding a sheep, looking way too happy holding this sheep. And a person's put the comment, Barnaby Joyce a Kiwi. The signs were there, if only we knew to read them. <laughs> uh, somebody's put a, uh, somebody's um, photoshopped his head on the Johnny Depp. The picture when Johnny Depp was with the girl when they gave that really awkward press conference about the whole dog situation. Yeah, um, yeah. So they've put, but they've put um, Barnaby Joyce's head on Johnny Depp and they've just put the quote, Australia is a wonderful island, dot, 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 dot. Um, somebody's gone a picture of Barnaby Joyce and put like a Maori tattoo on his face. Um, somebody's photoshopped a kiwi fruit on his head. Uh, <laughs> this is just ridiculous. Uh, somebody's uh, drawn a, a cartoon of Barnaby Joyce as a kiwi, the rare and endangered red-faced kiwi. Uh, <laughs> This is ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Um Yeah, well yeah. I think probably um in in terms of um what's happening here is that um you know, for a long time we had John Key who was kind of, you know, got called Teflon John because kind of nothing stuck to him and I think probably our new one there is uh is Jacinda Ardern. I think she's uh you know, probably everyone, uh, well, I think a lot of the country actually quite likes her, so I don't think this is going to stick on her, really. I think that what, whatever's, whatever's there that they probably shouldn't have done, which, uh, you know, hand on heart, I don't know uh, the full details, surprise, surprise, um, but I don't think it's going to stick on her, really. I think she's probably going to walk away from this um, and um, Barnaby Joyce is the one that's going to look like a dickhead in the end. Well, uh, the the one thing, too, that I will say is that in all our coverage uh, here in Australia, kind of what's happening on the New Zealand side of things, the only things I've seen sort of brief snippets of is the, the Labour guy that you said was the one who kind of got requested for information, and then Jacinda's getting a lot of coverage over here. I think I saw one tiny clip of your Prime Minister, like, oh, this is a bit of a disappointment. Like, you know, like, we barely saw him. I swear, more Australians right now would assume that Jacinda is your Prime Minister than Bill Spaghetti English, you know. So, yeah. I mean, that bodes well for her. If we had a say in your election, I feel that Jacinda's getting more of recognition in Australia right now than your actual Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, certainly since she took over, you know, two weeks ago, wherever it was, um, I think um, she's gotten a lot of good press coverage, and who knows if that'll last, you know, our election's just around the corner, um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it's looking good for at the moment, I think it's probably a little bit too late for her to actually uh, to take over and become Prime Minister, there's uh, too much ground to be made up, but uh, stuff like this is, is keeping her name in the headlines, and that might not be a bad thing. Well, uh, before we let you go, Nick, just a couple of quick things. I, I mean, I've actually found here that uh, even the New York Times has an article about this whole situation. Um, I've literally found an article here on newyorktimes.com. Barnaby Joyce, Australia's number two, can claim New Zealand citizenship. Too bad for him. And it's kind of actually a fairly... 
interest. I mean, I'll send you the link to this. Actually, probably just explains the whole situation quite well. Um, so there you go. The New York Times are, are jumping up on it. But uh, just also some other breaking news from New Zealand during the week here, Nick, that I'm just uh, noticing. Um, James Musa um, has been recalled to the New Zealand national team ahead of your World Cup qualifiers. So good luck for you, the All Whites there. Um, sad news. Uh, New Zealand Post has cut its fast post service. That's a bit of a shame. How are you meant to get your letters fast now, Nick? That's a, that's a shame at all. Yeah, I don't even know about that. It shows how often I post stuff. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, apparently on news.com.au, one of the headlines is New Zealand woman dies while honeymooning in Vanuatu. Must have been a yeah, slow news day if we're reporting that. Um, sad for yeah, her. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a sad story. Clearly, that was bigger news there. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be laughing about it. It's not something to laugh about. Um, yeah, nothing else really has happened here. The great New Zealand food influence Tui Flower has died. Um, do you know who that is? <laughs> uh, no, I, I'd be lying if I said I did. Well, sad, sad to know. Um, oh, and Scribe. Scribe's in jail, is he? What's going on there? Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that tonight. Yeah, that's. I've um, interviewed that's- Scribe. <laughs> But there's something about like they were looking for him um, in terms of you know like if anybody knows where Scribe like the police put out a thing like if anyone knows where he is can you let us know and he put out some Facebook thing about where am I going to hide I'm Scribe <laughs> it's like well you haven't been relevant for at least fifteen years um, you know so there's there's no way that uh, you know you could just walk down the main street and people are well, I mean I could be wrong maybe people are stopping to get selfies with Scribe but. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'd be surprised if that was the case. Actually, maybe it wasn't Scribe that I interviewed. Sorry, sorry hang on. I'm, I interviewed some New Zealand rapper. Uh, I, I, I didn't know there was more than one. Sorry, Nick. Go. <laughs> yeah, no, you interviewed Savage. Right? Savage. Yeah, it, was, it was an S, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and people would notice him because he's, a, because he's a massive guy. So, yeah, you would notice him walking down the middle of the right, road. Okay. And still- right. Wrong, wrong New Zealand rapper. Again, I had a 50% yeah. chance of getting that wrong, and I did. So, um, yeah, I have so- heard of Scribe, though. So, um there you go. Uh, yeah, sad news for New Zealand. Um, and, yeah, sorry about the fact that Barnaby Joyce is half yours. Um, I mean, just, again, I, I'm just shocked that this is a thing. This is apparently a law of New Zealand that, like, if your parents are from New Zealand, you're automatically a co-citizen even if you're born in another country. So I guess that's one way of making more New Zealanders. You're sneakily not telling anybody about this law until now. Well, I hope just that we change our declaration forms as you come through the airport as that. Uh... Are you are you harbouring any um, horrible Australian politicians as you enter the country? Because we don't want that bastard getting back in here. Not that he was ever here, but we don't want him here at all. No, the next thing you find out is that Donald Trump's like dad was a New Zealander and shit yeah, will get yeah. real. Yeah. No, keep, keep, keep your horrible pests to yourself. We don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> Quarantine issues. Uh, Nick, thank you very much. Always fun. And uh, I'm just happy that we had actual news to talk about this week. Yeah, yeah. It'll probably be six months before we have anything else. One thing that we are going to keep regular for you this week is our live performance. And uh, it's actually the last one from the archives that we can bring you, at least an old one. We'll have one for you next week, which is more of a recent one that happened on High Noon. But uh, this is from our very good friends Busby Maru, who you've heard a lot of on this show in terms of live performance. has gone on to great things since they've been on our show. They've had number one albums on the RA charts and just uh, really storming around this country doing great things. And uh, My Second Mistake is the name of the song that they've already performed live on our show before, but on their second appearance, they came back and performed it again because it was pretty much their biggest hit at the time. So this is uh, the second time they performed My Second Mistake live on the brink back in June 2014. Here it is, Busby Maru, live on the show. Riding high up on my horse Preaching up a sermon In fidelity Close to the track Lord, I tried But I 
next person on the show every single week and generally I'm sitting in front of a computer screen and feeling nice and safe and uh, secure in myself and he's talking on the other side of Skype. This time around somehow he's ended up in my own house and sitting on a couch next to me. Uh, first of all I want to play a new introduction. What's up? Dakota. Ah oh, it's Dakota yes because we made an introduction. Hello Dakota yeah. how are Hello. you? Hello Ben it's 
feels like a talk show. You're yeah. in my house. Almost, yeah, I am in your house. You are in my house. house. It's old. It is. Good. Yeah. I is like it, it. Do you like old things, do I you? I do like old... Not, is, um, is that why you hang around with like old people like me? Yeah. Yeah? Definitely. Okay. And like 15-year-olds hang yeah. around with old people? Yeah. Is that like a thing or... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm 18 also, but like... Are you? Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not. Uh, so, ha- how have you been this week, Dakota? What's what's right. going on? I've been all right. Nothing yeah. much is happening. Still at uni? Yeah. Still, still haven't uni. quit? Always uni. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Are you are you kind of getting to that point every single day where you're thinking that you will quit? <laughs> not really. No, well, that's not a no. <laughs> that's a not really. Yeah, so, we'll see. we'll see what happens. I think, I think that you're gradually getting to that slow decline that you will gradually do it. No, nah, I'll be right. What is it? What is it about uni that you're not liking? No, I just don't like all the assignments on at the same time. Yeah, it's like it happens. If right? it was like one after the other, yeah, yeah, cool, that'd be easy. But given but, that they're all at the same time, yeah. you're finding it a little bit yeah, hard for your for your it's brain. Horrific. Yeah, yeah. What what's what are the hard ones? What are what are the ones that you find the worst? Any particular classes? I would have got a um for text and audiences. Yep, I've got a two thousand five hundred word essay yeah. on what I. What my role is as an audience member. And so what is your role as an audience member, oh, Dakota? shit. But you do realise, again, as I think I've told you before, that you actually can't answer that question yeah. without somebody yeah. having yeah, your no, same opinion. I need to, yeah. Because it's a weird thing, isn't it, uni? Because like, they literally have a question where they're like, yeah, what is your yeah. role as an audience member? Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, what is my role yeah, as an audience member? what is my member? role? You could write the most perfectly yeah. argumented argument. Yeah. And all of a sudden they'll be like, nah, yeah. fail because yeah. you didn't get a somebody yeah. else to agree with you. Although with his, history and philosophy, they let you um, just have your own ideas. Oh, really? Because that's kind of what they encourage. In history? Yeah. I would assume that would be more based on opinion. No, but like to, for a historian, you need to like question what's actually so you could be like false history and stuff like that. So you could be like, yeah, Hitler wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, I could. <laughs> I mean, I, look, I mean, I'm sure arguably, if you made a logical argument, they can't fail Arguably you. he had good intentions. So if you want to look at it as in a philosophical sense, it's... Um, in his mind, he was doing yeah, the right thing. Exactly. You know, so arguably he was a good person. Exactly. For people who hate the Jews, he was really good. Yeah, yeah. For those for of you, everybody else, for the actual Jews, yeah, not so much. Yeah, the yeah. Jewish people probably didn't really. Say, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure in history there might have been a couple of Jewish people who might have been like, oh, yeah, okay, we yeah. are a bit that way. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, you know, ethnic cleansing, fair enough. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can see what he's doing there. You know, I mean, yeah, who are surely. we to judge? Surely. I mean, yeah. if there are any Jewish people listening who are a Hitler sympathizer, um, don't know how that would uh, work. Anyone in America down there? It's well, <laughs> you know, that's it. That's it. I was gonna, I'm going to ask you about that. Oh, you would in a moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is there anything about uni that you are liking? I yes. Mean, what, what are I like, you liking? I like learning the new things. And the... So you like learning about new things, but not all at once. No. Oh, well, I mean, you don't have to like do an assignment to learn about something. What would you rather do? Just learn. So just like sit I in the classroom. I can learn something without, like I just can't prove that I've learned it, <laughs> apparently, without doing an assignment. Well, it's, it's one of those things where people say like, oh, what did you learn at school? And you're like, well, fuck, I don't think I learned any school. But I mean, if you actually analyse your entire life, yeah. would you know that the capital of Australia is Canberra if you didn't go to school? Probably. I mean, maybe the internet exists now. Yeah. But, you know, there have I been mean, little things like that. But what have you, yeah. what's the number one thing you've learned at uni? 
The number one thing. The I number one thing. At uni. As in an actual, like, I'm not talking about like, oh, you've got to go to, you know, 75% yeah. of tutorials. Yeah. I'm actually meaning like a legitimate thing okay. that you learnt, say, in history or text and audiences or whatever the okay. fuck else you're doing. Um, That Christopher Columbus was actually a bit of a dickhead and an idiot. Right. Yeah. So he just, what, why was he, what did, no, what did he do? he didn't actually discover America. Didn't he? No. He just took claim for it. Yeah. What? what no, who? we didn't even take claim for it. Oh. Uh, let me tell you a story, man. Oh. The story of Christopher Columbus. Here All we right. go. So. There was a guy once. Yeah. His name was Christopher Columbus. Shit, you, I yeah. wasn't his plot twist. Yeah, lived in Spain. Okay. He was Spanish. And he uh. was like... So this was common knowledge that the world was round mm-hmm. by then. Yeah. But he's like, you know Is what? It? It's not round. No. It's pear-shaped. Pear-shaped. It's pear-shaped. Right. Yeah. So I can sail to India. So they didn't know that America's, the Americas existed. So he's like, I can sail to, to India from Spain if I sail east. Okay. And I can get there in two days. Okay. Yeah. Log- logical sure. point. Yeah. And east, India's east of uh, Spain. No, it's down, kind of. It's well, west and down. West. But technically, it's west and east. Okay, if you look just, at it just stop for a second. Get your northeast, south. No, never eat soggy wheat mix. Look at a map. India is east of Spain. Okay. I s- he you meant, might, you meant, he meant if he sailed west. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Just want to correct yeah. you there. Just, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Funny story about yeah. Christopher Columbus. Yeah. He didn't know he's never yeah, eaten soggy no, he wheat mix. Yeah, no. Yeah. Obviously not. Um, <laughs> so Good save Anyway We'd edit that out But we're not professional yeah, That happened And then he's like Oh Can I go on like a journey to India And the royals were like No you're a fucking idiot And he's like oh, can, I, royal. can I please And he's like, like Yeah fine <laughs> So they send him off With three ships And like hardly any men Um, Then he got To what he thought was India but it wasn't. It was the Caribbean islands. Oh, bugger. I hate it when that happens. Fucking, I know, right? Um, every day. Yeah. Oh, he's India. Oh, fuck. It's Jamaica. Yeah. There's so he's like, oh, let's steal the people's gold and kill them all. So he did that. Yep. Um. So then that happened. That's all he literally did is discover the Caribbean, but saying it was India. So technically he just went to India. Um. So is that why I think they used to be called the Dutch East Indies and like the West Indies? Is that because it's no. India on India? No. You don't know that much yet? No, no okay. <laughs> you should just want to say yeah, yes. But that's not why, because they... Well, realized, I don't know. They realised it wasn't India. Um, yeah, right, okay. Once they got rid of Columbus. But, um, so, so where does America fall into well, this? Well, what happened there was um, when like Italians started migrating to... Because um, Columbus was like part Italian or some shit like that. He was European. Yeah. Um, started migrating to America. Uh-huh. And the Americans were like, no, nah, we hate you Italians. But then the Italians were like, no, uh, Christopher Columbus, he was like Italian. Great Italian kind and he discovered America, and like they were like, "Oh yeah," but sure. he was in the Caribbean, not actually in America. Yeah, it's just false history. So who who was the first to go to America? Then? Um, Spanish, a Spanish conquistador called I can't remember his name. Oh, what a good name! Yeah, very Spanish. Yeah. I can't remember his name. But he was a like, yeah, hey, I can't remember my name. So they, they didn't actually go to like the USA for like ages. Like England found the USA, and then Spain like had Mexico. Now the the part where they discovered America, I know like Australia, like it's Botany Bay here. Now the part in America, it's in North Carolina, is it not? Yes. It's like on that. It's like people I think automatically assume it's like New York or Washington, whether it's not. It's like it's in this section on the east coast. I was talking about this somebody not too long ago, and I'd never heard of it. But I think it's um. Yeah, it is North Carolina. I it's, yeah, it's, it's in that area. It's like it's a real um, anyway. Hello, Americans. Like as somebody who I, you know, in touch with my American, I I should know that. But uh, I didn't know that about Christopher Columbus. Yeah, no, right. I didn't actually. Well, 
speaking about people who discovered shit, oh. um, obviously, I mean, who discovered Australia, Dakota? Um, it was not Captain Cook. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Just ruining history for yeah. me. I was going to go with that. Who was it then? It was some Dutch guy who was like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to be technical, I think Captain Cook is labelled as, because he settled here. Like, Maybe Abel didn't. He didn't even settle here. Well, whatever. But, like, Abel Tasman came to Tasmania first before uh, um, Cook. Cook discovered but it. Ta- Tasman didn't settle. Cook discovered it for England. Okay, well... Which is where we'd get that from. Fair enough. That's what we generally go with. Yeah. My point that I was going to make... Don't destroy this for me, no. my point. <laughs> uh, when I was in... I, look, I, I All I know about Captain Cook is that he allegedly discovered Australia. Uh, there's a place called the Cook Islands. I'm yeah. guessing they're named after him. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know too much else. I didn't realise that the guy obviously went across the entire Pacific yeah. because when I went to Alaska... Whole, I've got uh, his diary at home. Oh, well, cool. Yeah. Not Did his he, actual diary. He gave it, give it to you. Did you like Dakota, a, in 200 years I won't be here, but he's... Like, like a yeah, written down <laughs> version of his diary. I, I mean, yeah. opposed to a not written down. Well, when I was in Alaska and we did the city tour, we um, obviously he had a big influence in Alaska because there was like a statue of yeah. him somewhere. He's probably the greatest explorer of all time. Well, arguably. What about um, uh, what's that guy that did shit? Um, mm. is, yeah, you know, mm. is it Alexander the Great. No, he oh. didn't discover. Who's really? the one who like went across Asia? Um, Napoleon, maybe. No, no he's French. Fuck the French. No, the the one he like he went right. Um, ah, oh, yeah, I know I my this. history. The only sure history I I've this. ever, ever studied in my entire life, like an actual subject, was 20th century history, right? No. If Hitler and Stalin weren't involved, I don't fucking know what happened. Oh, fun fact. Yeah. Cook it didn't even discover um, Australia. It was um, the um, botanist guy. The Cook didn't even set foot on Australia. Stop ruining history but for me. But he didn't. <laughs> Next year you're telling me, oh, it wasn't actually Hitler who killed the Jews. It was Joseph German man. The only guy who properly went ashore was Joseph Banks. Oh, good, good guy, Joseph yeah. Banks. And then... You know, so Captain Cook was a little bit lazy. Yeah. It's like, I discover this country, and I'll just the fuck off on there and get killed by the Aboriginals. Joe Spanks was like, oh, look at all the plants. They're so cool. So so when the Aboriginals complain that we, like, stole their land and shit, and they blame Captain Cook, they're wrong. They started the fight. Did they? They did. Right. Yeah. So we shouldn't change the date. We were... (laughs) We're actually... That's that's my argument to not changing the date, actually. We're actually um, trading with them for a bit, and then we were like, oh, you know, um, then there was, like, this... um, there was an Aboriginal, like, um, ambassador type person who lived with... Um, Prime Minister Aboriginal, yep. With Arthur Phillips. Okay, good a, guy. Who yep. was the first governor of... Um, of course he was. I knew Botany that. Bay. Yep. Um, so then he was all like... But then the guy ran away and was all like, oh, let's fuck these guys up. Um, so they threw spears and their spears and shit. Well, they killed Arthur Phillips first because mm-hmm. um, he was a bit of a cunt. But... Um, I heard that. Yeah. So then um, all the um, red coats and stuff were all like, oh. Red coats. So, uh, yeah. What country like, are we in? Is this this American? Is that, that, were they called red coats in Australia too? Were they? No, red coats are just the British. Oh, like, okay, right. Again, my history is great, isn't like it? Like they called themselves red coats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course they did. Um, so they were all like, oh. Don't throw spears. That's don't, bad. Don't <laughs> throw spears at, at, um, <laughs> at Arthur Phillips. And they're like, they were all like, no. Nah, we do what we want. He's and sticking his finger up at that point. Yeah, no, we do what we want. And so, um, <laughs> so the, all the British were like, "These guys are a menace." So they killed them all. <laughs> I just, I can just imagine, like, don't throw spears. It's wrong. Yeah, but I mean, like, how are they communicating? Because I mean, like, this is a legitimate question. There was, um, they actually tried teaching 
the Aborigines English because okay. and it kind of wor- and the Aborigines tried teaching them. I would I, I, the thing that always fascinates me about you when you think about these things. It's like if you look at like right now, if you wanted to learn a, an Aboriginal language. I mean, I know there's obviously thousands and thousands of yes, Aboriginal so languages out. So, like, but if you went to an Aboriginal elder somewhere and was like, "Hi, I'm Dakota. I'd like to learn your language," and I mean, they would have because they obviously would speak English for you to communicate yeah. with them. So there would be a back and forth there. Yeah. But like, you think about that. Like, if an alien landed right in front of us right now, I mean, fucking cool. But they didn't speak English. They yeah. spoke like Mars or whatever. Yeah, we would have no basis for language. So, like, you think of those moments when the English arrive and we're like. Hello, natives, yeah. we come in peace. Yeah. Like, I mean, they know they're speaking. Like, at what point do you feel that they well, think, like, how can they... You know what I mean? Like, how can they... What basis can they teach that? The Aborigines actually greeted them pretty nicely. They didn't throw spears. No, they didn't. Not like, yet, at least. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't a case of, like, what people assume is, like, oh, the Aborigines were already... Like, we're just standing on the beach waiting for them for, to arrive, and when they arrived, they just started shooting. Like, so, so, basically, that would be, like... And this is a very bad uh, comparison, I know, but, like, you've just entered my house, okay? You're in my house right yes. now, okay? You and I are having a civil conversation. But this will all of a sudden be like, okay, cool. So, I walk to the kitchen, I come back with a knife, and I stab you to death. Yes. And then all of a sudden, your friend's waiting outside. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. This was meant to be civil. Fuck you, we're taking over your yeah. house now. Yeah, that's what basically. people assume happened. Yeah. But it didn't. Which, no, I mean, f- fair enough, if I try and stab yeah. you, and you've got like your gang of your mates outside. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. You can probably come in and like um, take over. I don't think any Aboriginal was actually killed by um, a British officer or anyone um, until like April of that year. So. Controversial statement, Dakota Leary. Well, it says it if you look online, it actually says it. It also history. probably says online that cats are the leaders of the free world and that Donald Trump really is an alien. No, but it's an actual. It is a thing. <laughs> I like, wouldn't believe everything you I'm read. I'm pretty online. sure it was like the Australian. I read online that um, you know the most similar friends character I am is Phoebe, and I think I'm more of a Chandler. Why they wouldn't, regardless of whether it's on the <laughs> internet or not, they wouldn't be waiting on the beach, being like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" So and we shouldn't change the date. No. No? Well, what, I mean, what it, look, look, we, we talked about serious issues recently. We talked about the marriage plebiscite and shit. On a segue, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, I know we're nowhere near Australia today, but it's in the news because, you know, all these councils like, no, yeah. we won't do this, we won't yeah. do that. I mean, you're 15, you're in with the issues. What would you, what would you think of, what do you think of this? Of the... Of like, should we change the date? No. Should councils be getting no. involved in this shit? No. No. Well, I don't know, because Australia, just 26th of January isn't even the day Australia was founded. Like, so, again, even, we're wrong. Like, which... It's a colony. <laughs> like, it was a colony. It wasn't even Australia. I, like, I think that um, my issue with it is that if we change the date, there would still be complaints by uh, people, because... I don't think there is a, a set day where we can agree both sides. I mean, I think the, the people say, like, I'll make it Federation Day, January yeah. 1st. I would say, yeah, really, that's New Year's Day. Like, come on, that's Hangover Day. Like, you don't really need a public holiday on New Year's Day. Yeah. But even I feel if they all of a sudden, okay, January 1st, that's our new national day. You would still have people complaining about that because then they, I don't know. I just find that there's not a set date that we can all agree on. That region is just butthurt that they... Well, look, started the fight and lost. You their said it, not country. me. Uh, it's. I mean, look, it's 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 tricky, and I feel that the longer this goes on, the more councils go out there and say we refuse to do this on Australia Day. You're creating more division. Yeah, and I mean, it's always skewered towards the Aboriginals' argument, mm. and. Look, I can see valid points as to why they might disagree with the day. Fair enough. But the thing is, if we, as a country, we want to celebrate a national day, 
we need to be able to come together and celebrate us as Australians, mm. all races and cultures and everything yeah. like that. Again, if that's really pissing them off, then maybe it does need to be a bit of a, a, a national debate, like what day can we have this on? And if we can come up with a completely new day that we all agree it, mm. Because, I mean, look, look, I, look, I'm more so on the case of I hate coming to Australia Day and it's always taken over by the Invasion Day argument. Yeah. I hate it because I'm a proud Australian. I want to celebrate my country. And as an Australian, I feel we have a problem with celebrating our country because if I walked out right now yeah. with a an Australian flag draped over my shoulders, Australian flag yeah. on my shorts, Australian flag T-shirt, I would be called a bogan there's racist. There's and that's not, not fair. There's not really that problem anywhere else exactly. in the world. You go, in I was in America in July. Places, like, I, go, I was in America on July the yeah. 4th. Uh, July 4th. And, I, like, the, like, they just go to town on their celebrations. Yeah. Although I don't know, I don't know whether the Native Americans, like, crack up a... a I think, like a, I mean, uh, it's not as... as Divisive, I feel, uh, yeah. with them. I mean, I'm sure there is. I'm not saying there isn't division with some aspects, yeah. but it's not a vocal as yeah. it is here. And this is the thing. Granted, that I, we did like we like eventually we massacred them, and we kind of stole their kids away from their families and and try to wipe out the race. Not a good look on us. But like, but that, that, that's just like the times as well, though. Yeah, that was there was slavery back then, slavery of black people. Yeah. It's um, it's terrible. History has lots of stains on it, and we they weren't very friendly to us. So what's what do you do if someone's not very friendly to you in eighteen hundreds? You shoot them. There has to come to a point where there has to be a level of forgiveness because yeah. again we're getting really serious here all of a sudden. We are. Uh, it's I mean it's yeah you, you go through history. I mean look let's let's look at say our relationship with Japan. Okay. Okay. Go go <laughs> back. No, this is like serious. Like if you go back, what seventy years ago, you know they literally invaded us. They they they, they wanted to. They took prisoners of war. They, they like did. yeah. My uh my grandfather's brother. My mum used to tell me that because he like grew up in the wartime. Like he would not like he would not acknowledge anything Japanese. Like mm. he was still entrenched into himself. Like I hate the Japanese. He would be racist and terrible towards them because I mean that's the time. It's like in fifty years time, let's let's imagine that everything in, in the Middle East is perfect. Yeah. You know, it's free, peaceful, and not a single person in fifty years time associates a an Arab with a terrorist. Yeah. And I'm not saying we all do now, but yeah. there's a large proportion of people right now you see an Arab you straight away say terrorist. So they're kind of the evil today. Yeah. What if in fifty years time the evil is like fucking I don't know uh, New Zealand. Everyone in the world hates... I mean, we should, really. They won't be the evil, because we're white. Well, I mean, what if white people are the evils in the future? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, very it's well just, could be. But this yeah. is the thing. You don't know what happens throughout history in terms yeah. of this. So, uh, look, uh, this is a really long-winded point. I just think that my, my my biggest thing with anything when it comes to debates like this, I'm an equalist. I'm not a feminist. I'm not a... Yeah. I mean, I can't say masculinist, because people say, oh, you're a misogynist. Fucking idiots. Um... I'm an equalist. We shouldn't have to separate ourselves into yeah. anything. And this is the problem. Probably not. Yeah. Come on, you're like 15. Yeah. You're in with these issues. No, you're right. You're meant to be talking about this more than I. You're, you're right, a millennial. All I can say is that you're right. Thank I can't you. really like, say... I just wanted to say yeah. all that just to hear you say those two words. I can't get passionate about you're it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, it's just... Oh, I don't know. It's complicated. Like, you just got to look at it from like a historical standpoint and just how things were back then. And what actually happened rather than what people say happened. Which, I mean, ultimately is kind of what we have, isn't it, to judge things on. And in this day and age where everyone is just 
quick to you know get offended by everything and oh let's do this let's do that yeah. you know i mean in 30 years time christmas will be celebrated in fucking i don't know yeah. october or something even even with like the whole apology thing i don't like i, I, don't know, I didn't agree with that it wasn't our responsibility to do that it's yeah look i obviously I, there are descendants well might be our descendants but like I never thought we should have. Yeah. Like I, I, the one thing I probably one of the few things I have agree with John Howard is that you shouldn't have to. Yeah. I, again, I know it's controversial to say that, uh, but I mean that's the thing when they talk about what days can they change Australia to, they say, oh, the day that there was a national apology <coughs> because we no we didn't yeah. because there are still people divided on whether yeah. that should have happened or not. Yeah. John Howard's not going to celebrate no, Sorry Days. He's like, ah, well, no, that's an inappropriate day <laughs> to celebrate Australia Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I used to do an impersonation. I don't know if it's his eyebrows that make him so, like... You you missed out on a lot of John Howard growing up. I did, up. didn't I? You know? Yeah. He was the only guy I knew. I remember he Paul was my first. He was my first Prime Minister. He was the first Prime Minister I got to vote against, and yeah. it worked, because I voted for Ruddy. Yeah, nice. So, um... Well, this, is, this, will, this next election will be my first, so... It will be? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you were too young last year. Yeah, just. You were still 15. Just too young, yeah. So, but you get to vote in the plebiscite. If I decide to, yeah. So you might not? I, come on, you got to vote. You know, if you, I if I vote, I'll vote yes. You get to vote in a, you get to I vote in the state election next year. I do. That'd be interesting. Are, are you a, are you a Will man or you're a Beck man? I am a Cassie O'Connor. Oh shit! Yeah. All right, get out of my house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're well, a greenie. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah you smelled a bit tree today. <laughs> no, that's what is not it? just what they stand for. <laughs> I hate how, it when people. It's do how that. you offend a green supporter I straight hate, away. No, I hate it when people do that because <laughs> that's just not what they. They're all for like equality and like. Um, so that's a Labor Party. Education for everyone. No, fuck the Labor Party. <laughs> wow. The Greens are actually sensible. Really? Like you don't see them in Question Time. Like. Going all like rah, 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 rah. really? Like, have you watched done. Question Time? Not, have you seen how lately. Cassie O'Connor operates? Really? Nah, who, who are the people who get thrown out of the parliament the most? Ignore, ignore Cassie O'Connor. She's a bit of a bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you know, can I she's like say, the old like yeah, like we had her your on the friend's, show. Your friend's mum that like we've had her on the show a few times. And my long-standing memory of Cassie O'Connor. Um, I think it might have been a 400 show. I don't know if you were involved in us when we had a 400 yeah, well, show. I think I was. And we had that really flat pink cake that I made. Yeah. It turned out horribly. I remember the night before I'd like made us do with Louise and made and all this sort of stuff. She came in and all Cassie O'Connor did was spend that entire show ripping shit into my terrible cake. Oh, this is pathetic. What's this cake? So I'm still with Louise at the time and Louise just every time she would come on TV or see her in the newspaper, oh, that Bitch made fun of your cake. You spent ages working on that. Like, Louise would never swear. Louise was like the nicest person in the world. So, like, just my like, long-standing memory is the nicest person in the world could hate Cassie O'Connor. Like Cassie O'Connor is like that that friend's mum, and you go, and she's all like, "Oh, do you guys do you guys want a drink or something?" And you go, oh, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yes, yes." <laughs> and then you go, and then she goes like, "Oh, what do you want? Like, oh, just what, whatever. I don't care. Whatever. Just give me whatever. I don't." Uh, <laughs> Is that how I was yeah. when I offered you a drink before? No. Okay. Yeah. I think we'll talk about this next week. We've gone on way too yeah. long in terms of this. Uh, I, I'm intrigued actually to find your Greens scenario. But uh, Dakota, thank you for your company. We'll talk to you more next week. Nice. It's that time of the week, sporadically at least, where we get uh, this man on the show to talk about everything, and he's pretty much the only person who now doesn't really have an introduction, because uh, he doesn't need one, because he's Josh. It's Josh with Shoebridge. Hello, Josh. Actually, fuck it. I'm going to play an introduction before you talk.
There we go. This is the DC Talk. Jesus, that's what we used to have as your introduction when you're on the road. Both hard, oh, box stuff. Good old DC Talk. Gee whiz. I'll tell you what, mate. The, you, just the way you just sounded those, like the man who needs no introduction. You sounded like, uh, what's his name from Top Top Gear? Uh, uh, Jeremy Clarkson? Uh, Clarkson, yeah. Clarkson. Because you're like, and the man who needs no introduction. It's Richard Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I often get compared to... Richard, uh, no, you said, what's the other guy? Jeremy, oh, I've forgotten his name already. Um, see, see, I, I quite like Hammond. He's my favourite out of the, out of the I like three. all of them. They all just seem like three guys you just want to chill with. Yeah. That's, I, I don't, you know, no, Clarkson reminds me of my grandfather. He looks like him. Good or bad thing? Not a good thing. <laughs> okay, right. Because it, it, all I remember is my, my grandfather is like, like bags me up for being Mormon. Well, I mean, that's a standard thing. Most people should do that because that's yeah, just... But, 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 yeah, okay. <laughs> Call that. Um, you did. Yes. You really did. Now, uh, we were just talking uh, off air and uh, we got so into this conversation that you were like, no, no, hit record, hit record, hit record. Um, now, many people who have listened to us over the years, I pity you. You really should have done something better with your life because, I mean, you could have, like, listened to good shows. But anyway. You know, you know, you know just, just saying this, right? Just, just There is a, a, a guy, that I, I work on his podcast as his sound editor in the States, and he's always at me, you've got to do more podcasts, you got to do more co- podcasts. I'm like, I, I do The Brink with Ben. <laughs> I do mine. I do my YouTube channel. What else do you want? And he goes, I just love hearing your voice. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but saying lovely. that, he's actually quite a nice guy. So, and yeah, I yeah. couldn't do any more podcasts because, I mean, I don't have a life anyway and nobody listens to the shows I do. So it's kind of, you know, but anyway. But like people yeah. people might remember over the years, we no doubt talked about many of things that have happened over our life, you know, how we met, how we started this show, all that sort of stuff, everything else in between. And we would have no doubt mentioned uh, our filmmaking careers clearly panned out very well for us because we are both making a big in Hollywood right now. Well, you know what? You know what's really, I've just really made me heartbroken. <laughs> I because we're say, not in Hollywood. <laughs> no, I used to say my goal, and this is back when I was when we, when we were teenagers, and my goal is to win an Oscar for best director by the time I'm thirty. I'm thirty, and I've got nothing to show. I've, I, I've got I've got a year, right? You, you can't have produced two children. I really hope they grow up to listen to this episode one day. <laughs> I'm thirty. I've got nothing to show for it. Thanks, Dad. Love you too. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yes, we haven't won that quite yet. We'll make it 40. Um, yeah, we'll make it 40. Make it 40. Yeah, we'll uh, in our esteemed filmmaking career, uh, we made such hits as Stalker and Kill Phil. That was basically it. We kind of only did two things. Um, but the Kill Phil series, now, kind of just go over this quickly as a, as a recap. Um, I came up with this idea. I, I remember it vividly. I my old, You remember my old house in Glenorchy? Yes, yes. Yeah, every- I, I actually remember how to get there. Well, I mean, I, 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 I hope I, so. I can, yeah, I, I remember how to get to <laughs> that, that house. hard. It's Tasmania. Uh, <laughs> just go past the, the block of flats over there around the corner from the cow and near the dog. There you go, you're there. Um, turn, turn right at the general store near Springfield. Go ask Robbo. Robbo knows where the fuck to go. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so I, was, I would every night, because I was fat, I still am, clearly it worked back when I was there, I would do my exercises, I'd walk around the backyard, up and down the stairs, blah, 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 blah. And I had just seen Kill Bill, 
loved it, of course. Everyone loves Kill Bill. It's great. The second oh, yeah. one, kind of shit. But the first one, at least, was good. And I was like, wow, this is really good. And I just it just clicked in my head. We were doing video production. And I'm like, hey, I could do, like, a silly little film about this, like a parody. It could be called Kill Phil. And basically from there, I remember talking about you. We came up with some ideas, came up with a plan. And essentially, we made the first Kill Phil film. And... From that, it was fun. We then said, fuck it, let's do another one. It got a little bit bigger. We got some more people. It basically, we brought in girls that we could have a love connection with because, let's be honest, we were both single, horny teenagers who couldn't get with girls. So we had to write them into a movie to try and kiss us. Even then, they wouldn't kiss us. That's another story. And it was fun. We then wrote a third one, which I've still got the script for, and it's still in development hell. Uh, <laughs> it's still there. I don't, I don't think I've actually read the third I have script. to send you the script. I did write the script. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I at least wrote some of it. I, I'm pretty sure I wrote it. I'm going to have to find it. Maybe I'll find it while I'm in it. Anyway, long story short, um, I got a bit nostalgic the other night, and I found them. Not that they really weren't that hard to find. They're kind of in a very obvious folder on my computer, right next to the porn folder, apparently. Um, I don't know why they would be, but anyway. Uh, and I watched them, and I, I hadn't watched them in a long time. And they actually were quite decent. I was like, oh, these aren't as bad as I remember them to be. I just, like, we had so much fun making these. And, I, like, I said they were decent. I'm going to be honest with you. They're, they're terrible. Oh, but- yeah, no. that's a, they're, they're- <laughs> We're 17 <laughs> years were- old people making these films. There, there was We were so horrible at the continuity of this of these I don't know what the, these films. I don't know. If they, are they worthy enough to be called films? But we, I mean, Josh, just oh, to stop you there. Just to kind of just quickly yeah. say, yes, they can be called films because we live in a world where a film called the Emoji Movie is a thing. So yes, they can be called films. But so uh, okay, I'm going to go with this one though. I think that editing was a lot better than the Room. Uh, see, I haven't seen the Room. I need to though. But oh, anyway. it is. It is, but the, oh, that's another thing. They're they're actually uh, Seth Rogen and. Uh, all his mates are making a movie about the making of the room. Well, well of course, why wouldn't and you? And they've got and the, uh, what's his <laughs> name? The the guy who played um, Harry Osborne. What was his name? Oh, uh, uh, my good friend. Oh, not Harry Osborne. Um, yeah. uh, as in the new, old Har- uh, James Franco. Yeah, James Franco is yeah. playing. Not the new Harry Osborne, who's now in that Valerian with the model who can't act. Yeah, that's. <laughs> The, the new There's Spider-Man. too many Harry Osborne. Stop making Spider-Man movies. <laughs> I know. I it, that does my head in. That's a whole other story. But you know, no, James Franco is playing uh, Wazow, and he does his, he does very good jobs. Like it's like I did I did not hit her. Oh hi Mark. Uh, <laughs> that's, just, that's the only thing I know from. Oh hi Mark. And what's the other one when he's like, why, why? Anyway, that's basically no, no, like, like no, no, no. Right? He's like he's like he's like you're tearing me apart, that's Lisa. It. That's it. That's it. Okay. But anyway, um, I remember our, our, we were a lot better than that movie. Anyway, yeah, we, we really were. <laughs> we, we were so onto it with our continuity that one day, like, there were scenes where I was required to wear a white button-up shirt, and we totally forgot <laughs> a white button-up shirt. And I'm like, what the hell are we going to do? And we had um, Cameron, Cammy. Was it Cam? Uh, he was. He wasn't in the film, but I think he was. No, no, no. With but us. he was sitting in the library. Yeah. Joshy! And we were like, can we, can we borrow your That's shirt? it, you borrowed the shirt, yes, yes! To do this scene with Stewie, and who, who was, who was with Stewie? Was, was that, that the, 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 the security guards? I was the other security guard. You, you that's drew right. Texter yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we were going, that was the day, 
this is really falling over everyone's he- heads right now. They have no idea what we're talking about. That was the day we left for Coles Bay for uh, yes. the trip with meds. Yes, and yeah. that was that's another. <laughs> We did a film about that too, actually. Three Days with Neds. What a great... What did that, that was that was the beginning of the Brink Unleashed franchise. That was the prequel. I'll tell you what, though. That, that was... I need to watch that. I found that too. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that, that we were guest cameraman, Peter Wallhead. <laughs> hey, 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 Josh, how you doing? Pete's on the line right now. Uh, should not, Pete. He became a co-host of this show. We love Pete. <laughs> no, it was just the, um, the, the crafty camera work that he, he shot. <laughs> Hey, listen, give us a wave. Turn that camera off! <laughs> oh, my but, goodness. But the thing uh, is, the thing is, like, like I, I think I'm talking it up a little bit because, yeah, the, the continuity was kind of shit because there is a scene when in the first one where, to, to make this picture for the listeners, everyone remembers the scene in Kill Bill when Uma Thurban, the bride, she's, like, knocked unconscious, so, like, basically they've got, like, the hospital worker who, like, pays money, obviously, to, like, rape her in her sleep. Uh, you know, disgusting. But, like, she wakes up in the middle of it and, like, kills him and then steals the pussy wagon. I haven't seen Kill Bill actually in a long time, but that's what I remember. So that my, mm. my basis of that scene was, let's flip it around, and your character was unconscious and in a coma, and we needed to get a girl to play the role of the rapey nurse um, <laughs> because in 2004 we couldn't have homosexuality in a film, apparently. Uh, again, this was just us horny teenagers wanting to get girls at the time. So I think... I can't. You know, remember- I, I, actually, I actually remember having a mad crush on the girl who... It was well, Rachel. But who Rachel- did we originally have for that role? Was it, was it Kira or did we have someone else? Because I know Rachel was kind of like a backup because we couldn't get anyone else to do it. Because no, no one wanted to straddle you. <laughs> Go to hell, you wanker. <laughs> Again, I'm no. single. I'm allowed to. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Wasn't it Lucy was going to do it? No, because Lucy was a, a separate character in the film. So Lucy had her own role. Um, I, can't, I, I can't remember. Actually, it wouldn't have been I, Kira because we didn't know Kira in 2004. She no, we wasn't didn't. in our friendship circle in 2004. Again, everybody listening to this, if they didn't know us in uh, college, they have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Anyway, I can't remember who it was. We essentially got this girl called uh, Rachel Taggart, I think was her last name, was it not? I, I can't remember her last Very name. Very attractive girl. Uh, she was a barefoot violinist. She was friends with Joe. I'm sure she's still very attractive. I would not have talked or seen her in a good 13 years, except for when I rewatched this the other day. And so somehow we conned her into wearing a nurse's outfit, which I don't even know how we got that. Basically, the scene involved her straddling Josh, uh, implying that she was going to rape him and implying that she had raped other victims that day because she's like, best one I've had all week. Again, we're very <laughs> sick 17-year-olds. She leans in to kiss Josh. I didn't write any of this. I had no input. Guilty, guilty. Uh, and she <laughs> then get choked to death. You then killed Joel's character, who turned out to be Dr. Jones in the second one, Joel, basically the best actor in both of these films. Uh, I know, right? And then, so, the long story, I'm getting to this, is the continuity, is in that scene, you were wearing a white shirt and blue pants. The next scene, which I think we probably filmed maybe like a week or two later, you know, you uh, came out of a different location, and again, we don't check the continuity things because you come out wearing black pants. No, 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 no. The first scene that we ever shot of that movie was at your house... With the fifty odd flipping takes, you're being generous. Like Five hundred. <laughs> oh my goodness, Anthony Moran. 
Yeah, we don't talk about more like Anthony. More like moron. The only credit he gets on this show is he came up with the name The Brink. The rest, he's erased from history. But it was, yeah, I, yeah, that was the first scene actually. Now that you that you uh, you mention it, I mean, it was fun. The thing, like, the, basically, the premise of the story was like I came up with some weird game. It was bottle cap or bottle top derby. We were all like, you were friends with my character Phil. Uh, and then I had like these other people, and for some reason, you showed up to play this game, which we, you know we never established it as like an actual playable game. It was just some bullshit. Um, and then for some reason, overnight, I turned like completely evil. All the guys that we played with, they became my henchmen, and we decided to show up to this park and steal your bottle cap collection, bash the shit out of you, and murder you because we wanted your bottle caps. Of course, pretty standard. And then you survived getting shot in the head. A lot of people did in this film. Um, and therefore, you had revenge on all of us, hence Kill Phil. Uh, I mean, the so, first so one, can I, just say, can I just say, the first one, it was fun. Uh, I mean, it was, I think we, we lose, the thing is, the second one, we took it a little bit too seriously. The first one was more fun. We just did it for whatever. And then we had the great battle sequence at the end, which was not the ending we wanted. Remember, we wanted it on Mount Wellington. And yeah. we couldn't do it. We couldn't get up there. Um, Why couldn't we? Oh, it's because we couldn't. We were seventeen, and none of us yeah. could drive. <laughs> That's exactly right. And you know Adam we, ended we, up we, driving we, us to Alexander Battery in Sandy Bay, and we filmed it there. Yep. Do you know what though? I, I reckon we could remake this now as adults. That oh. have- some form of budget. <laughs> the, the thing that people need to understand with this is this is 2004, 2005. This is just before YouTube, okay, for starters. Just before YouTube. This is like, I mean, I had the shittest computers at home. We had to use the editing suite for most of it, but then I used, like, Movie Maker, I think, at home. I still use Movie Maker, but it's, they've updated a little bit. Um, and we just use, like, handy cams. Like, this is pre-mobile phone cameras as well. I mean, Brigham Lee 7, we, 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 I filmed the whole we, thing we on my sh- phone. So, you know. We were shooting it on mini DVs. Yeah, and was some digital eight or was it all mini DV? It was all mini DV. Um, I think we didn't touch Digi Eight actually. I think I I I used that most of the year, but then I was like, okay, because I think I'd bought the Digi Eight tapes and was like, no, I'm using Digi Eight because they were also the easier cameras to get. Remember, everybody wanted the mini DVs and nobody touched Digi Eight, so I think that's why it was either that or the SVHS, not Super VHS. Yeah. But anyway, but they, were, was, but they were only good for when you're using the Casablanca system. Now that was incredibly fun. We then uh, a lunchtime, uh, we hired out the uh, the theatre at Elizabeth College in Hobart. Uh, Adam Cousins was our MC. We had like a mini red carpet, and you know, you know, not that many, but a few people came in on their lunch break and watched this film. It was fun. But the second one, like the second one, people were in high it. demand. Oh, Ben, write a sequel, write a sequel. So we got the second one out in 2005, <laughs> increased the cast, and essentially because everyone died in the first one. Spoiler alert, if you're ever going to see it, everyone dies. Except like we had the big plot twist at the end where somehow after I just got killed, I return to Sniper You, which actually, can I just say, that scene actually looks pretty decent considering we only had like this weird pipe. Because it's okay, yeah, but, but, but that's the thing though. I think that, that cut should have been a little bit better. Because you just, it's like, I've got this pipe, you wouldn't drop, it's like a mic drop, but with this like 12 inch length of pipe. 
That's it's based on it's like, real life you, size you, of certain you objects. You just shot me with the Karari dart. That's what you did. <laughs> the thing I was, you know, paying homage to the native people. Uh, I think that the one thing that I really pisses me off watching it though is my overuse of slow motion and my overuse of music, which kind of is too loud on the audio for we can't actually understand what some of the characters are saying. You, you know, that's you, pretty you, shit. <laughs> you, you know what you did with your character though, which was really funny. Like you do not use your natural voice at all in the entire. You no, got this, I like, speak like it, this because I like, wanted a British accent. <laughs> I want to be Stewie Griffin. <laughs> but we, we hello, such, hello, fat man. We were in short supply of actors because, like, I like I was Phil, and then I doubled up as a security guard at some point because I think I think we were going to get someone else that day, but we just couldn't get someone. So I'll, I'll just draw a fake moustache on myself and wear a bandana. Um, and well, then- the, the question I have though is why why did you pick me? As the the titular character, because I mainly wanted to direct. I I mean, like I I mean, I'm an attention seeking bastard. Clearly, you'd think I want all the attention, but I think yeah. it was like a bit of a stretch. And this is coming from somebody who, if you ever watch a Brink Unleashed film, every single name in the credit is me. Um, <laughs> but this is coming from someone who I'd written it. I was going to direct it. I was like, well, plus like we were good friends, and I thought like you were probably gonna you were better looking for camera, perhaps. Uh, and I thought maybe you were. I don't know. I I wanted to be evil. Let's be honest. Everyone has fun playing the evil guy. So I wanted to yeah. be the bastard that everyone hated because that's generally what I am in real life. So, um, but the second the second one was like we had more people. Everyone died. So I basically was like, well, how can I bring all these people back? Because I don't really have that many more friends to introduce new characters. So I needed to bring all the old people back. Uh, so we created basically that I was an evil doctor. I created a machine that could bring people back to life. Pretty stock standard stuff, really. You'd been... <laughs> the, the funniest thing about the second one, though, is that it's so, like, ridiculous. Like, if I'm so used to doing a film podcast now, which we're trying to pick out plot holes. Like, I want to do my own film on the Oz Network to pick this apart. I'm going to get Colin and I to do it because this... This is going to be fun because, like, legitimately, the start of this movie starts off with you in a gravesite coming back to life after we've just buried you. <laughs> it's set three years later. So you've been dead for three years. Your body's just been discovered. Somehow you haven't decomposed. You are completely fine and wake up and you're completely normal and getting ready to kill people. Yeah, as well, you do. I, 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 I'm resurrected with an Irish Aussie Osborne. <laughs> and, <laughs> the priest, that was me. <laughs> it was a life well lived. It was a life. They'll <laughs> <laughs> be gone forever. And the thing that this is how lazy we were in filming it because okay so the, the and scene then it was Hitler Hitler was there too that was Anthony had the Hitler moustache and Joe because Joe was in our lives at that point Joe actually is a pretty good actor in it um so in my backyard and I, the spot's still there under the tree we dug this like grave because the scene was basically Josh buried alive having to come out of the ground and we're like well how can we do this so like You're, okay can you just to stop there the <laughs> hole that you dug. Was about a meter wide, both ends, and at about two inches deep. Well, you and, know. You were, and you were like, oh, you were like, I got to your house, you're like, and this was in the after, late afternoon, and you're like, oh, I've been, I've been, I'm losing light all day digging. I'm like, oh, you've been digging. 
I mean, again, people need to realise this is like pre-Facebook. You had to text people back then. You had to call. Like, it was hard to organise people to get to a certain place back in 2005. So we basically put... You just Josh- had to tell me. I was like, be there. And I'm like, oh, be there. Got nothing <laughs> we had to rely on buses. None of us drove. Uh, you were, like, buried, and we had one take. And you, of course, were like, oh, how am I meant to breathe? And we're like, it's one take, Josh. We are like, no. So we covered your face with a face washer, which you can see in the cut. We didn't take any effort to remove this. <laughs> You come out of the ground, and the one scene where, like, you whack me with a shovel, the other two people, you don't... I, I think you don't do anything with them. We had one take where you drag me along the ground, and I remember that vividly. That fucking hurt. There's a blooper of it, of me going, ah! And, like, but... No, we you, kept- were, no you, you were injured for a few days. Yeah, well, exactly. I've still got yeah, I remember, that, remember, I remember, I remember, like, because I slept over that night, I think, and you were, like, in the morning, you were being a little bitch about it. We were lovers you. back then, so, I mean, that's, of course, oh, yeah. you, you slept over. Uh, but the scene, like, you could actually see, like, I'm not wearing the wig anymore. You can see me about to sit up and go, ah! But then, like, we quickly cut to you, like, burying me. Um, but anyway, the second one was fun because, yeah, we had uh, Joe was brought into it, uh, Drew, dear old Drew. I posted that video the other day because we were going to do this sequence, which we ended up scrapping, where you and I were like ER doctors. In our, <laughs> I, it wouldn't have worked in the storyline. So we did this ridiculously cheesy teaser where you and I were like surgeons to the ER theme. Um, but I posted that the other day and Drew was commenting and having a talk with me on Instagram and she was talking about, like, you should make the third one, you should do this. But so, Drew, we basically had to have this love triangle because at the end of the first one you had a girlfriend, uh, but then I had stolen her away and gotten married to her and basically there would always be scenes where I was, like, making out with her but was always getting interrupted by Anthony's character. But Drew just could not keep a straight face when it came to kissing me. So, like, every single cut involved of me kissing her is, like, shot from behind to make it look like we're kissing. But we didn't actually kiss. I think I saw her boobs plenty of times, but I've never got to kiss her. That's a weird thing to say. Um... And then you teamed up with Joe. <laughs> I completely forgot about the whole plot twist about Joe used to be a woman, and then you're just like sitting there. We had Jaden in there randomly as some celebrity. Uh, we had Joel in there as more of everything, and and basically well, he, had, he was he was a doctor. He was the same yeah. doctor who was like you know doctor whatever your doctor name was. Jones, Nilly and Nolly, Alex and Philippa, random like slutty nurses. Uh, Chris Hamley had a cameo. He's like the only person in the whole film who could act. Because he is um, an actual actor. He's an actual actor. Um, <laughs> I mean, You're going to get me out of here, man. It's crazy. It's just, he it's, used the same wig as the priest. Everyone's got the same hair in the Phil universe. But, like, there was, like, the, one of the actual, the real practical effects that I think actually kind of worked when we did the explosion scene and we literally got, like, a white little case. I think it was, like, a travel toothbrush case. We wrote the word bomb on it. We put it in, like, this weird cupboard that we were having as the the machine and then we all were chasing after you were like cornered and then the bomb went off but we like got the camera to like shake and then we all had to like fall it actually like legitimately looks cool yeah no that that that, that was cool actually quite yeah i I remember saying that, that came out really good you know what else came out really good too is when i broke someone's arm and the sound effect and everything that went with that scene i think i think it was uh sean quarmby I think it was. Yeah. Because we, we literally had to change the character that Peter Wallhead had because he was your brother. 
A, he didn't want to do it. B, we needed continuity. And C, he couldn't act for shit. <laughs> so basically, this machine that could bring people back to life could also morph you into different people. So we knew Sean Cornby wanted to be in it. So we were basically like, well, Peter, you suck. So we're going to make your character morph into someone else so you don't have to do it and we don't have to deal with your terrible acting. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> Pock jacks. <laughs> Oh, it's it's seriously so funny. And, like, plot twist at the end. So, like, everyone gets shot at the end, and we ended it on a cliffhanger because it was basically somebody pointing a gun at my ha- head, POV shot, bang, bang, gun goes black, to be continued. Uh, that character, spoiler alert, for all these big Kill Feel fans out there who've always wondered who it is, that was Joel's character. He basically turned evil. Josh, I found the script for Kill Feel 3. I'm not even kidding. I have it in front of me. <laughs> Kill Feel 3, Armageddon. Um, now I'm just gonna I'm not gonna go through all this because we'll be here all day. We, we might need to do like a dramatic reading of this on air or something one time. Um, so here we go. I, I have not opened this forever. Like, actually, if I click on this, when was this created? If I go to the properties, it'll it'll say last opened on it somewhere. Modified Monday, 29th of August, 2005. This is 12 oh, years right. old. Okay, I've actually got the script for the first two here too. Uh, all right, so it says here plot. The unknown assailant in Phil's office has been revealed as Dr. Jones, and with it comes some truths that were never known, and those truths are to lead to the destruction of planet Earth and life as we know it. Of course it would. Why wouldn't it? Uh, It's up to Phil, Liam, and David to prevent this, but with time running out, will they decide to save the world or live out the rest of their lives doing what they have always wanted to do? Now, why are you not in that section? Um, Characters, Phil, the dealer, that's you, uh, and we mm. never know your real name. We used to use Gertrude as your name, and we just said yeah, we beat it. we beeped it out. Uh, David Jones, Liam Domenko, Doctor Jones, Jaden Spears, Felicia, Alicia. I think because Felicia and Alicia, that was Kelly and Kira. They were the only two characters that I wrote into it, and they were lesbians, mm. and they like made out at one point. Of course they would, because again, we were horny teenagers. <laughs> All right, I just I just need to I, again. We're gonna go on forever here because we're gonna get Arnie on at some point of the show. Um. This, I want I have not read this. I don't even remember what happens in this movie because I thought I'd never finished it. Uh, black screen, on title screen, being at films, in social, black, blah, 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 Kill Field 3. Black fades to the first two movies being shown in a very fast speed and it slows down when it reaches the end of the second movie. The scene is that of the dealer and David Jones being shot before we see, see Phil pleading for his life before himself being shot. So basically the end of the last movie. 24 hours later, Black fades to Phil's face. He is unconscious and laying on the ground. He slowly wakes up, gets himself together and stands up, surveying the surroundings. Realising he is in a park, he looks around one more time and goes to walk off before he is hit with a sharp amount of pain from his head and he falls to the ground, grasping his head. He gets himself together and looks at the camera. Phil, you, you shot me, and David, and beep, you utter bastard. Cut to the feet of a man, which slowly pans up to reveal Dr. Jones as the assailant in Phil's office. This is terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I never made it into a script writer. I, 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 I think it needs a rewrite. I think it needs to be forgotten about. Where's, where are you in this? Um, I no, I don't so know. There's dialogue between myself and Dr. Jones. But, 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 but saying that. At the this is with the, if you think of the, like, everything that's going on in, in behind the scenes when we when we did this movie like that was a time where we had all the crap going on with um, I don't I won't say names um, say them like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen so, so we had the crap going on with um, Jeremy Hewitt and, uh, Jeremy and all the crap all, and then it just sort of made this massive riff I know I uh, Anthony and all of that decided to not 
want anything to do with me at that point. And uh, I, it became this like little thing where after this, I think me and you, we didn't, we weren't upset with each other, but we didn't hang out much for a bit because of all this crap. Yeah, I vaguely do remember this third one that you weren't in it that much. And I think that, yeah, it might have been a lot to do with that. Um, Because, yeah, it's interesting to think, because I I don't even know how close we got to making this. I don't think anything happened. No. You you told me you were writing the script and that all these people were going to be, I'm like, hey, cool, awesome. And... I actually think you were trying. You were talking because you were trying to convince Meta Highland to be in it too. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. but th- okay, this is this is going back to fetching EC days, man. Yeah, nobody this listening is- to this has a clue what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Inter- I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to find the lesbian stuff in here. Um, I've re- <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. This is Felicia and Alicia. All right. This is for, okay, Felicia. Problem, Alicia. Just because you were in the international hench, what's a majigo doesn't automatically make you better than me. At the CIA, we were trained just as well as you guys were. Really, Alicia. Moving in closer to Felicia. Really, Felicia then grabs Alicia's arm and shoves her against the wall. Alicia then flips out of it and attempts to trip Felicia, but Felicia sees it coming and twists Alicia's arm behind her back, making Alicia scream in pain. Felicia then pushes her back against the wall and moves her face closer to Alicia's. By the looks of things, I'm better. I'm the better one, aren't? Alicia struggling. You were just lucky. Felicia moves in closer to Alicia's face. There is no such thing as luck in my world. It's all a matter of instinct. There is a moment of silence as the two stare into each other's eyes. Felicia leads in slowly and is about to kiss Alicia, but then Alicia punches Felicia in the stomach. She falls to the ground. How instinctive were you there, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) So bad! (laughs) You're the kind of guy... Who watches the L word just for the sex scenes? Well, I, I'm, I, yes, I. <laughs> I watch Curious Folk for the same thing. I wanted to see how it worked. I'd never seen it before. <laughs> well, you just it was education, that. and I was like, "That's why I'm straight. That's not meant to go in there." Uh... <laughs> Josh, I, I think we need to do a dramatic reading of this next. <laughs> I don't know how it ends. I think the world does blow up, and then. <laughs> You're not even in this. I can't find you. <laughs> rewrite, mate. Rewrite. That's this what you is, need to do. Yeah. All right. This is this is very interesting. People out there, we, we I think they are on YouTube. I did put them on YouTube at one stage, but I think they got removed. But um, no, yeah. no, I do. I, no, they are still there. They okay. are still there. Well, I'll, maybe I'll, we need to I'll, do a re-release, twentieth, fifteenth uh, anniversary edition, bonus features, commentary. Uh, we 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 need to hire some Koreans and do an animated version of it. <laughs> I think you and I, you and I literally need to organise a time and we should do audio commentary on it and just be like, remember this, remember this, remember this. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be like, pause it for a sec. He's a wanker. <laughs> I want to fucking talk about him. Uh, Josh. Like the, the gob that got Sebastian right in the face. Oh, the, that scene with Sebastian. Seb, let's fuck it. He hates being called Seb. He won't listen to this. Um, But, like, that scene when you were, like, doing that whole thing in the park, in the first one, and those bogans were walking up. Remember that? You can actually hear them in the background if you listen carefully enough. Um, And then, because, remember he was screaming? Because, like, basically this scene, you were, like, meant to be crucified on a grave. Your hands are meant to be, like, hammered into a ground, but you can't even tell that on the screen. That was one of the special effects we were lazy with. But, like... 
you then like rip your hand out of the ground with a nail still in it and stab him in the leg. Now, in filming that scene, Seb was literally screaming at the top of his lungs, like actually screaming. He did that for like good five minutes. I remember there was somebody who like yelled out like, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, in the edit, you didn't even hear him scream. I it was one of my many slow mo shots of him just going. Ah, ah, ah. Um, oh, mate! I've just, I just remember um, <laughs> spitting right in his face. That was funny. Um, that you did. You had to spit, and you actually did spit in his face. Oh, he told me to, so I did. And the the best blooper of the entire first one was uh, your. I don't know if we want to mention her name, your beloved American friend at the time. Uh, she called you like halfway through the scene. It was very reminiscent of, of Rush Hour. We're filming now. Um, like, the, just the, I'm the, looking at Jackie Chan right now. The, 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 the dating of this phone, the dating, like how old it, it is. It, it, was it, was a a knocky... it was a 3310. And do you remember your ringtone? Oh, you said I remember. That's the thing, like you wanted to have a cool ringtone like that. You you would go onto the on like go online. You're like, okay, I've got to go to to actually like compose your ringtone. You go, all right. So it's a I'm gonna hit three four times, and then I've got to yeah. Oh. And then Polyphonic came along, you were cool, and then you had to subscribe to those services that charge you like $5 a message just to get the Star Wars theme as your ringtone. And now we kind of live in a day and age where you can easily put an MP3 as your phone, but no one wants them as ringtones because it's not cool anymore. <laughs> no. I don't even know what my ring... My, I, I don't think my phone's ever on loud. My phone's always on silent. It never rings. Like, whenever it rings, I'm like, whose phone? Oh, it's mine. <laughs> Now I've got a watch. It does. I feel like flipping James Bond's. Like my watch does more than what James Bond's watch does in fetching Skyfall. Josh, before I let you go, because we're going to get Arnie on next. Um, actually, just on that note of James Bond, we had fun talking about. We have to talk about Kill Phil more again. We might have to do a dramatic reading of Kill Phil Three. Um, just again, commiserations to yourself, commiserations to myself. Sadly, neither of us got the role of James Bond for Bond 25. We missed out again. Some guy called Daniel Craig got it. I don't know who he is, but I'm sure he no, might do blo- well. He's a blonde pansy. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed about that, but I'm, I'm hopeful that I'll, I'll get it one day. You know what I just remember? I'm sorry. It's just things that kept on coming up. Remember when we were, after after we shot, after production, we were doing like all these like special features, mm-hmm. special features, and we did this um uh, interview thing where we had a pretend fight. Yeah, and you I, punched me in the face. Yeah, we know the story. I've told that on air. Yeah. You didn't break it, but you hurt my nose. Uh, I've still that's still I've still got that. I've still got the footage of. Um, we just did these random interviews, like you know, behind the scenes. That's what Jeremy fucking interviewed us, um, yeah. and he kept calling me gay. That was nice. Um, but uh, yeah, you punched me because we we like had this play fight because that we didn't get along on set. Um, and then, yeah, you punched me in the face because everybody wanted to do that. And actually, the bit that, you know, the most enjoyable things out of that whole experience were the two premieres, like in no word of a lie. Like the, the one that we did at night uh, at the EC Theatre, and we basically got a full house with our intro music. We came yeah, out, cool. and Chris Hamley, and like I got there, and Chris like played it beautifully. Like I gave him notes to say about the people, and of course, my notes were like, you know, we've saved the best for last, you know, the sexiest man here. And of course, Chris, you know, completely made fun of me for it. He's like, now I'm just going to read what he told me to say, uh, which played out beautifully. It's actually a really funny clip. That was a great night. That was a fantastic night. I really it was a great, that. yeah. No, they're, they're the memories that you like. They're, we're going to have them forever until we're dementia, and then we're going to be like, <laughs> "Where's <laughs> <Dave> <laughs> Pudding Day?" 
Well, they Lucy Gullies. I went to Newtown. Josh, Mr. Jew was my teacher. <laughs> we need to stop. We need to stop and get Arnie in. Josh, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, thank you. The best thing about having a 15-year-old in your house is not a sentence that you should ever open a segment with on a podcast. How about I press this button? It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Oh, forget the lyrics! You can actually hear them say the word Brink, so I don't actually have Dakota laughing at the fact it says high noon. Um, we are doing brand spanking new Forget the Lyrics because we can... And because we've got no life and we thought we'd just record a few of these. Generally, on the brink, we play classic Forget the Lyrics, but we can do new ones. And we're going to be doing a few new ones over the next coming weeks, and I'm excited. Dakota's still in my house. Um, Yes? It's a bit. I just feel a bit awkward about what you said to this. <laughs> I, just, I just feel a bit. Yeah. So what we're going to do over the Plus next... Plus I'm 18, so... Shut up. Uh, what we're going to do over the next three weeks is uh, we're going to give you three of these, because obviously Dakota and I generally do a solo, then we do uh, a duet together. So yes. we're going to do these, so... Dakota's got to start us off a brand new because we, we don't we don't do edge anymore. We so don't. We, we've got to be yeah, able to do sad. this somehow. Yeah. It's not really sad. They can get fucked. No, I, but I've graffitied is, the studio. Yeah, uh, uni, yeah. I, I actually like super glued um, Kevin Bacon to the ceiling <laughs> in that little hole that's oh, in the studio. I so I'm in there if I'm ever in there again. Uh, well, yeah, probably won't be. Um, we'll go to a real radio station. It's yeah. fine. Now um, <laughs> this is you. You're going to do okay. your solo to right. your favouriteest person in the yes, world. David that isn't me, David Bowie. Rest in peace. Rip. That's what you. Can use the word rip. Yeah. Rip. Uh, now, you're going to do Starman. I'm doing Starman. I don't know why we've yeah. never done this There's before. There's a Starman. Is there? Yeah. He's waiting now, I'm going to give you a topic. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, your topic <coughs> yep. today yep. is yep. voting for Cassie O'Connor Fuck. in the election next year. Oh, uh, no. Well, don't disagree. No, can't. <laughs> you can't <laughs> negotiate the topic. Uh. <laughs> you always complain about the topic. I'm not stewing. I'll do the whole. You fucking. I'll do the whole politician thing and start talking about something else. You well, like oh, if yeah. you can work it into it, I'll give you yeah, high points for it. Right. But you got to do it correctly, not just like I'm not doing Cassie O'Connor because I'm doing about Trump. Well, I don't yeah, know. right. Deal. All right, here we go. Dakota Leary, okay. Starman, uh, David Bowie singing about voting right. for Cassie O'Connor in next year's Tasmanian state election. Do you want to turn the music up a bit? Oh, there's no way of turning. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know what time it was. It's time to go. Oh, oh, it's election day. And I really need a poo, poo, poo. But I really gotta go and vote in the state election. Should I get a coffee first? My head is spinning. Don't really know who I'm going to vote for. Or, or, and I just that I'll just go with Cassie O'Connor. Because she reminds me of my friend's mum. Who asks me if I, like, don't look at me like that all the time. Ben is filming me on his little phone. I think it's an iPhone 7, but it could be an iPhone 6. Yeah, and then I go to the election poll and put a number one on Cassie. 
You distracted me with your filming with it. Fucking do it again. I swear what I want. Watch me fucking swear. Whoops, I accidentally put her as number five. I don't really know how to do this whole thing. Because I've never ever fucking voted before. I did say I'd swear, so there you go. Oh, oh, I've done it now and can go back on, on to Cassie O'Connor. Actually, ill no, that's disgusting. I voted for Cassie O'Connor. Well, really, I voted Greens, but I guess she just comes with the whole thing. Grote for Cassie O'Connor. I think I almost said groped, but I ended up turning it around and saying whatever I said. Ah, I'm losing it because I've lost my place in the song. So I'm going to go now. Decent. Decent. It's, it's a little bit different doing this. It this is, way, isn't, it? isn't it? Yeah. But it's enjoyable at the same yeah. time because you can say words like. I think it's quite easier as well. Really? Live. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. You think I would edit this out, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you did well. I, you. I'm going to give you a nine. A nine. A nine. A whole of a nine. A whole of a nine. Uh-huh. Good job, Buckaroo. That's that's Thanks. how I describe <laughs> it. Uh, David Bowie would be proud. Oh, I Rip. bet he would. Rip yeah. David Bowie. R.I.P. Uh, we'll come back uh, a little bit later in this show and we'll do my solo because that's how we roll. Indeed. But congratulations on your nine. It's been so long since we've had our next guest on the show. I can't even remember who was the President of the United States. Probably was the guy who's in control at the moment. And what better person to get on to actually talk about that because they used to be friends and he took over his other job. Anyway, I do, of course, speak of the one, the only, Mr. Arnold, the Governator, Terminator, awesomeness man that is Schwarzenegger. Arnie, welcome back to the brig. Thank you, Ben. It's good to be back in the seat. You will. You always say you'll be back, and you are back. So I am back. You are back. It's. I mean, it's been ages. What's been going on? I don't know where to start. I've been acting with Stallone. I've been, you know, lifting sheep. I've been putting cookies down. I've been doing everything. Have you been getting to the chopper? And to the chopper. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Uh, look, I, I think maybe the last time you were on, we did talk about Trump from memory, but... I mean, look, so much to cover with Trump, but, like, I think this whole North Korean situation seems like it would be something that would be up your alley. I mean, we know you, you know, like to handle the girly men and just all that sort of stuff. You're a very tough man, Arnie. How would you, if you well, were president, how would you be dealing with this whole North Korean situation? I'd be going, look, you little puny, uni boy. And he'd be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. That's what Korean sound like to me, Mr. Schwarzenegger. Very perfect Korean uh, accent there, Josh. Uh, I mean, uh, Arnie. <laughs> sorry, I was like, Thank you, Chris Tucker. <laughs> I, was, I was just looking at um, a picture of Josh. It's next to my, my desk here. I, I have very fond memories of him. Um, as long as there's no tissues after it, you'll be fine. They're in the, they're in the bin. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, your impersonation of, of that is much better than Josh could do of Arnie. I mean, I don't think Josh could ever do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. Um, do, you, do you feel as though that the, um, the, the situation would be over though with you in control because I think you would just you would just There'd do what no you did North Korea it would just be Korea so you would make them make up and basically be buddies again 
there would be no North Korea. Would there be Korea at all? Would you just like get rid of the entire peninsula off the map? It would be turned from a peninsula to an insula. <laughs> what exactly is an insula, uh, sir? That's what she said. It's <laughs> great explanation. Uh, I mean, are you are you sad that you can't be president? I mean, you can never be president because you sadly weren't born in the US. I could be Chancellor of Austria. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as you don't be an Austrian who goes to be Chancellor of Germany, that doesn't usually turn out well. I can drive a tank. Trump can't drive a right car. Okay, uh, that's so. Yes. So, what as Chancellor of Austria? Then, what do you think you could bring change to the world? How would you use the power, the the very high power that is the Austrian Chancellorship? I would unite all of Europe under one flag. And what, Red is my favorite color. So it would just be the Austrian flag. It would just be the United States of Europe slash Austria. And we will have a final solution against North Korea. <laughs> I'm glad. Actually, just on you're, you're obviously a very you're a proud you're a proud Austrian, aren't you, Arnie? Like uh, we don't talk. Yes. About Could you sing the Austrian national anthem for us right now? I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard you sing it before. I mean, just as a proud Austrian, Arnie, I think it might be a, a good idea to do it. Don't you? No? We-, we are family. <laughs> All the Austrians and me. Isn't it in German, Arnie? I thought they would sing it in German. Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles. You really are. Uh, it was going to be like, Österreich, Österreich. Das ist Österreich. <laughs> Ben's gonna die. Ben's gonna die. Um, now, uh, have you made any new movies lately? You're talking about Stallone, but I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, you're due for another Terminator movie, aren't you? I have uh, signed up for a Terminator. Mm-hmm. And Is this one going to be any good? Movie? Probably not. <laughs> Please don't have Jai Courtney in it. I blame Jai Courtney. <laughs> Amelia Clark. Well, I'd, is okay. Yes. She's worth lifting. <laughs> she your sheep of the week. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, uh, can you sing the Austrian national anthem for us again, Arnie? <laughs> we are. <laughs> I feel like putting my hand on my heart and standing up. So, so don't, so terminate. You don't know what else you're doing. I mean, I can pull up your IMDb page if you need some remark. You are getting on a bit, aren't you? So maybe your age is uh, affecting your brain. Is it or? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to weigh in on anything else while I pull this up to help you out a little bit? You've got. I mean, you can get your official website going on here, Arnie. That probably. I mean, you're seventy now. Can I just say happy recent birthday? Your birthday was about three weeks ago. Thank you so much. How does it feel being seventy? Hey. Uh, <laughs> it's a very weak burp for a man of your stature, Arnold. I thought it more like burp. I focus on the muscles on the outside, not the inside. Uh, good, good response. You're on. You're on the ball today. Uh, I really can't find your uh, filmography. This is taking longer than you think it would. Uh, just... That's what she said. <laughs> You think if I just click on this button, this might find it. Here we go. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm a bit worried for you at the moment, sir. Um, you are... <laughs> oh, of course, the new Twins movie's coming out. Triplets. Um, are you looking forward to that? That sounds exciting. That's with Chris Rock. That's <laughs> a black twin. It's actually with Eddie Murphy, the other black actor in Hollywood. Um, you were close. They're all looking like... <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't say that, Artie. Come on. I think you've lost the plot. Sing the Austrian National Anthem again, <laughs> Stuff you. <laughs> you look very angry right now. <laughs> shall, shall we end this, Artie? You better end it or I'll end you. Ladies and gentlemen, Arnold Schwarzenegger, thank you for your time. It's another moment where I get to hang out with a 15-year-old and press a button. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Ah, oh, forget the lyrics. You always have a dirty look on your face. You always... Get your mind out of the it gutter. It just sound horrible. And I'm 18. You're not. You're 15. I can You're always bring be 15. My, I can bring you my birth certificate. I don't want to see your birth certificate. I'm not Donald Trump and you're not Barack Obama, right? That joke's not funny anymore because it's about five years old. But who gives a shit? Hi, Dakota. Uh, this is Get the Lyrics. It's not better than Dakota to get angry anymore. I, I, I don't feel comfortable here. I want to leave. Uh, that's what everyone says when they come to my house. Uh, now, it's my solo time. My solo. It's all about me. It's all about me. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I'm going to be singing to the Carly Simon hit, You're So Vain. Of course you are. Because yeah. this song, uh, you know, I bet you think this song will be about you. Yeah. Don't you? Don't you? You don't know this song, do you? I do know. Uh, oh. now, I don't. <laughs> I know it now you've said those lyrics. <laughs> Uh, did you have uh, some dreams that were clouds in your coffee? No, I didn't. That's a great lyric. I fucking love that Is lyric. It? I'm posting that shit on Instagram as a quote. <laughs> because I fucking love that. I can relate. Uh, now, you've got you've to come up with a uh, a subject. I do. You do? Yes. What are you going to do? What's your subject going to be? Uh, your subject is... Is? Chandeliers falling from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Of course it is. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? I don't it's the know. first one I, I thought you would. I looked at, like the chandelier above us, and I was just like, "Yeah, right. not a chandelier. It's, it's technically just a, a chandelier. The chandeliers have like crystal." Hey, look, it's fucking it. hanging. It's a chandelier. <laughs> it looks like a boob. If you actually pay attention to it, it kind of <laughs> looks like a breast. There's like the nipple, and it's like the tit. You're not going to look at it the same way. Okay, chandelier. All right, I should really be doing this to see a chandelier, but um, I can't sing that well. I'm gonna from the chandelier. Maybe that, maybe that could be our duet. From the chandelier. Do you know that song well I'm enough? Not to do really it? I, probably not. I don't know. Maybe I do. We'll, we'll have a look. Yeah. Coming soon, perhaps in this episode. <laughs> All right. Um, just just let me turn that off just for... You can at least switch yourself off just while I'm doing so you don't distract me. You can still talk in the background. Uh, but let's do this. You're so vain. Carly Simon singing about chandeliers falling from the ceiling. I never thought I'd actually be doing this in my lounge room. Sounds a bit inappropriate for doing it with a 15 year old. You sat in my lounge room and you looked up at the ceiling. You saw a light fixture that you mistook for a chandelier. But fuck it, you said it's one anyway. I said it really isn't, it's more like a boob But you are 15 and are always right Then you said you must sing about it and forget the lyrics About it and forget the lyrics because Chandeliers fall from ceilings I bet you think it wouldn't hit you now You said that I bet you thought it would and hit you on the head, on the head, on the head. Well, you said, Ben, sing about this on the show. I said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. 
I wonder if you've seen Phantom of the Opera at all Because that's a big subject matter in that show Because if chandeliers fall from the ceiling on you You probably will die I had a dream that Dakota got killed Dakota got killed by a chandelier falling down Landing on his head on the carpet Brain matter went everywhere He died a slow death in my lounge room Lounge room, lounge room, lounge room Ah! Yeah, you liking this? No? You can talk in the background No, what I did say <laughs> Shane is falling from the sky not the ceiling. Well, fuck. It's the same yeah, thing. you fucked it up now. Yeah, I've still got time to make up. I'm like you. I don't give up halfway through. All right. I had a dream that Dakota left my house. Dakota left my house and went outside with chandeliers falling from the sky. They're still hitting him in the head Brain matter everywhere It chopped off all his limbs And doodle, nipple, anus All of that Well, I don't know what else to say in this song Because I think I've covered all the subject matter Because now I'm really stretching around the place Which is a bit inappropriate in front of a 15-year-old Well, when chandeliers fall from the sky outside I don't know how the fuck that is possible Because it's raining chandeliers And there's no evaporation method Because they don't go in the water and shit I don't know I'm not a scientist I don't really know how evaporation and shit works Maybe chandeliers are made of water I'd have to ask my good friend Sia Sia, Sia, Sia Fuck Alright You know what, fuck you, I did well <laughs> um, It's not worth a seven, it's worth at least an eight just popping your scores now. Uh, funny how you knew I was going to give you a seven. Because I'm a very smart person. Um, well, you, hey, you, <laughs> I said sky and you talked about standard air falling off the ceiling. B, you called me 15 and um, made some very inappropriate sexual innuendos, which have scarred me for life. And C, um, the second time you mentioned me dying and all the brain matter coming out, I was already dead, so I can't exactly leave your house. So, seven. Well, I think it was at least an eight. I it's a seven. Fine, I'll take a seven and I'll yeah, shove it up. You fucking butt. will take a seven. Fucking swear at me. All right, we'll come back and do a duet because this little shit needs to learn some manners, whatever. I don't know. Shut up, Ben. Got a uh, very special surprise guest for you here on the brink, and one that we didn't actually plan on having, um, I think, ever. Uh, you know, we obviously have a regular segment with Paul where he talks a little bit about uh, the current president of the United States, and he obviously caught on that we were talking about him because I, I don't know how to say this other than then 
the president of the United States called in and he's on the line. Uh, it's it's Donnie Trump. Uh, hey, 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 oh. I'll just stop you there. I don't want any more fake news. It's Donald J. Trump. And to you, President sorry, Donald sorry, J. Trump. Sorry, Mr. President, Donald J. Trump. Um, Mr. President, uh, thank you for, for calling in. What, what, to what do we owe this honor? This is very unexpected. I didn't I'll, know I'll you tell knew you, I, I'll tell I'll tell you now, Ben. It's because it's because it's people like you who make America great again. Oh, and it's because you could because you share the real news. All right, <laughs> you you get out there and you you just tell it how it is. You you have people, great Republicans on here and you just you just do what you need to do well well thank you sir uh, i'm not sure of which republicans you speak of i mean who who do you believe are republicans on on this show i believe you're a republican i believe josh is a republican uh, you, you have uh, other people on here that are republican it's fantastic people who are republicans who just want you know america to be great again and we're not going to see any more people like like Clinton, like Hillary, she's, she's a war criminal. We want her to go to prison We for all the Benghazi. Uh, you, know, you know, Kim Jong-un, we're going to blow him to hell, Ben. That's what we're going to do. We're going to make America great. We're going to blow We're going to blow Korea up. Uh, one of them, we don't know which one, but we're, we're going to blow them both up. Well, uh, Mr. President, we actually had uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on this show, same very episode, funnily enough, uh, another Republican. Maybe that's who you're referring to before. And- he, he is a Republican, but I, I'll tell you now, Ben, he, he, he's he's going to go. He's going to find himself uh, not a member of the Republican anymore. Oh, you're going to – would you say he's fired? As president of the United States of America, I don't think he should be a Republican. Okay. Well, is, is he fake news? I mean, uh, why? why- why would you? He's more than fake news, Ben. He is a loser, Ben. He is a loser. Wow. Strong words, Mr. President. Uh, but I mean, he he was saying though. Can I just say he was saying his way of fixing the North Korean situation would just basically be talking to to Kim Jong Un and basically that's, saying, "Don't that, do it." That, but that's just like grabbing a girl by the pussy, Ben. It does not work. It, well, I thought it, it did for you. That's work. what you said like ten years ago, didn't you? Or... It works for people with orange complexions like me, Ben. Not with people who look like. They could beat the crap out of you, right? So if if Arnold did that, it would just break the pussy, or I mean, like I don't know, I don't know what you're saying, you Mr. President. I've seen him lift sheep, Ben. I've seen him lift sheep. It's, it's, it's. It, he, you know what he's like, Ben. Uh, well, yeah, he's often lifted my sheep. I, I've got, look. I this is an, obviously a very big exclusive. You generally only talk to like Fox and other people, and the rest of fake news. Clearly, for some reason, you think that I'm real news. I uh, don't know where you got that idea from, but uh, I would. I think I need to ask a question here. I mean, I need to get the scoop just to clarify certain things that have happened during the week, Mr. President. Uh, of course, you ask any of your questions and I will answer them in the best way possible. Alright, can you right now, here on the brink, world exclusive, unconfirmably deny, I don't think that was a word, but I'm going to go with it anyway, that you are anti-Nazi. I can tell you now, Ben, that most of my constituents, they want America to be great again. And if that means that certain people can't be in this country, that's going to make America great again. We don't want Democrats in this country. But, but Mr. Does President, that, that didn't answer the question. I asked you, are you anti-Nazi? I am anti anything that will hurt this country. Well, so Nazis it, would hurt the United States, I'm assuming. So. My question to you, Ben, are they hurting our country? Well, they, they, I, you're laughing now, Mr. President. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think that some of them, yes, could easily. I mean, they're, they're a, a, an extremist group that are promoting uh, racist values and uh, for a, a whole America, to make America great again, I believe you need to be one nation. 
all cultures and, and ethnicities living together. So I would probably say that, yes, Nazis are bad for America. What I'm going to say now, Ben, is going to be totally left field. You're not going to agree with me, but what I have to say is when I took over the presidency of the United States of America, the country was split in half. Well, you, and you know why? Because you had an election. You know why? And fifty percent went. Because there. it was about race. Yep. It was about sex. It was about races having sex. That's what it's about. Fair enough. I've never quite heard it described that way. But again, can I try it one more time? Just, let's play a game. Let's play a game here, uh, Mr. President. I like games as long as I get to say you're fired. Well, you can. Uh, I promise okay. you. But you're fired. Uh, thank you. Uh, but you can only answer yes or no. Can we try that? Can we try no. that, Mr. President? Yes. Okay. So you, you're I can doing say well. both those words. Okay. Let's try this yes, again. No. Are no, you yes. anti-Nazi? No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. See, yes. I can say both words at the same time. So slight part of you is kind of pro-Nazi. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm trying to understand you here, Mr. President. When people hurt Americans... Yes. I don't like them. Okay, well, okay, here's a question for you. Uh, in many of the Terminator films, Arnold Schwarzenegger hurts Americans. So do you not like Arnold Schwarzenegger? We know that he's not to be a member of the Republican Party anymore. But he hurt Americans in those films, so therefore you don't like him. No, I do not like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, here's, a, here's another question for you. Uh, Hugh Jackman, who plays Wolverine, would have injured Americans in several of those uh, Wolverine films. As a very great Australian, do you not like Hugh Jackman? No, I do not like Hugh Jackman. That's un-Australian, Mr. Trump, and I know you're not I'm Australian. I'm not Australian. I am American. You are, but that, that's offensive to my country. Can I just say that? I don't stand for that. Everyone likes Hugh Jackman. I said this to the Congress. I'm going to say it to you. Grow some balls. Take some criticism. Stop being a little bitch. Is, is that literally what you said to Congress? I may have said it in my head, but I am saying it now. Right. Okay. I, I'm slightly offended that you don't like Hugh Jackman. I mean, come on. Like, why, why don't you like Hugh Jackman? What did he ever do to you? He... Was Jean Valjean, and he made it look like it was glorious to be a convict. French. Yeah, well, I mean, he did play a Frenchman, so I guess you got to hold that against him. Can can I actually can I ask you a question? Uh, in all seriousness, uh, I mean, I know North Korea, you know, they're being naughty and shit like that. But can we just like can we focus our attention in like nuke France? We don't need them. I tell you what, Ben. If we 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 are trying really hard to. To renegotiate uh, our deal with the Paris Accords, and Fuck if it the doesn't Paris go, the, just bomb the shit out it, of them, it, Mr. It, 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 you should, 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 If it doesn't go the way we want, then yes, we will be dro- dropping a big boy just, over there. Just like seriously, the like French you, frogs. You, you have a very good habit of just tweeting shit and just getting up and be like, "Hey, guess what? Transgenders can't be in the military." Can you just like wake up one morning and just be like, "Hey, whoops! Accidentally launched a bomb on Paris." You know, au revoir. That's what I say every time I go to the toilet. <laughs> Au revoir. Uh, you, you were caught out recently. Um, you apparently referred to the White House as a dump. Um, it is a dump. It is a dump. So you want to confirm that on the show here today? It is a dump. It's got it's only got like 40 bathrooms. O- only? And how many are you used to, Mr. Mr. President? Ten. Out of, all, gold. out of all those 40 uh, bathrooms, how many have you taken a dump in and tweeted at the same time? Possibly 10. Just only 10, so you got 30 to go. 
The rest are all used by the the staff. All right, okay then. Um, and now with these staff, how many of them are females? 99% of them. And is that so that you can sexually assault them or what? what, what is the go there, Mr. President? There, there, there's a fine line between... Between that stuff. That stuff. Okay, right. Their um, legs. <laughs> wow, well, did you really just say that, Mr. President? <laughs> Um, I'm glad you're finding it funny. Uh, our listeners are very bemused with this. Uh, now, <laughs> that's it. my laugh. Apparently, keep it, keep it together, Mr. President. You're doing so well with this. Um, one, you play golf a lot. Um, tell as your game at least improved. All those hard days as president I, I out there on the greens. The the golf course I own down in Florida is a which one. The big one. Florida, I mean, you know. <laughs> and I tell you now, I, I've taken the the Prime Minister of Ch- China, I have taken many people there, and they, they seem to like it. You haven't taken me there, sir. Do I get an invitation? I tell you now, Ben, when you decide to come and visit me in Trump Tower next week, I will take you to golf only if you can show me what you got. What what I got in terms of what, what do you mean? I want you to sing the national anthem of the United States of America now, like right now, like right now. As in right now, I can do that. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail? And something else. That's pretty good, I think. Like, uh, I bet you couldn't sing the Austrian you national now, anthem. You, you would be allowed, just because you were able to do that then, you would be allowed to come through the wall of Mexico. I tell I you can now, you're I play it on well- piano, Mr. President. Does that get me entry into the White House? I didn't know you even played piano. You didn't know me that much at all before this phone call, sir. I weren't really no, aware I that did you, not. You, you knew much of my background. Have um, you seen the movie Snowden? Not yet. Uh, we know everything. Actually, we uh, one question I might ask you, seems as you don't really seem to do much as president, you're just playing golf. Uh, do you want to be in a movie called Kill Phil 3? I might have a role for you. You know what, Ben? I, I will accept your offer. Okay. I will accept your offer. Would you like to play my love me- interest? No. <laughs> Why not? You know, you're inviting me to play golf. You're giving me mixed signals here, Mr. President. thought you wanted me to play with your balls. That's a bit too far, Ben. Yeah, a bit you, too far. All, all in good humor, Mr. President. I've you always wanted to Mandarin's say that to the President alone. of the United States, that you wanted to play you, with my you, balls. You need to leave my Mandarins alone. Now, can can we just... One final thing. We I know you don't like Arnie. Fair enough. I understand. But like, look, let's be honest. You can only be president for maximum of eight years. It's, it's kind of in the constitution. You can probably change it. You probably will. You'll probably be president for like 30 years now because you'll change it. But can we at least change it so that like non-Americans can run for president? Like who weren't born there? Like I know you're kind of pro-Nazi and shit. We got, we, we got to that before. But like let Arnie run and let me run. For, I, I reckon I'd be a good president of the United States. You, you know what? I, I agree. If you're if an American citizen... And you live in America, and you've renounced any other citizenships. And yes, I agree. You should be able to take part in all the politics for the United States of America. So you're gonna you're gonna change that? Are you gonna make America? I, I, great I will again endeavor by making... to do so. I will endeavor to do so. I will get one of my people onto it right away. Okay. Uh, is that one of the people that hasn't been fired this week, or like what's what's gone? What's the? If deal they know with? what's good for them, they'll do what I've asked. Okay. 
Cool. Uh, anything else you want to say, Mr. Pre? I mean, I don't know if you'll ever call in again. I mean, this could be the only time. I mean... I, I, I'm going to say now, Kim Jong-un, bring it, bitch. <laughs> we will bring our game. You just laugh whenever you, you threaten world leaders. I mean, you really are a bit of a cock, aren't you? <laughs> Damn straight I am. Uh, Mr. President, uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, it's been a pleasure, a privilege, and it's been a fun time, but I appreciate You're all right, Ben. You're all right. We love you here. And you just, we just want you to know that we're rooting for you. Uh, would one say this is, you know, no one's done a podcast interview better than you just did today? Oh, thank you so much, Ben. Well, Thanks I was going to so say much. you could say that, but um, you... Uh, you you are a great podcaster. No one's been ever better than me. You're my first. <laughs> wow, and I didn't even think I made you bleed. Uh thank you, uh, Mr. President. It's been interesting. Thank you, thank you, Ben. Thank you, Australia. Considering that I keep opening these segments with I'm hanging out with 15-year-olds, let's just play this introduction for the third time on the show. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. You're not getting sick of it because you fucking love this segment. Uh, it is Forget the Lyrics. Dakota is still here. How are you? I'm alright. Yeah, that's good. I'm still um, Yeah, I'm we're doing our duets. We are uh, duet. One this duet, week. yeah. Uh, we'll do more in the coming weeks. But uh, we, you made me sing about Chandeliers falling from the sky, ceiling, whatever the fuck it was. So we mentioned, oh, we should have done this to Chandelier yeah. by Sia. Yeah. So fuck it, we're, we're doing, doing Chandelier now, by Sia. We're doing this slightly differently because yeah. you don't know this song perfectly. I do not. You know the chorus. Uh, and I, I can know do this. the chorus quite well. Yeah, you really can't. I well, can. No, I'm quite good at it. I, I'm going to try and see if you can actually do it without butchering my ears uh, and our listeners. Uh, That'd be good. So basically, what we're going <laughs> to do here is I'm going to sing. The verses, you're going to sing the chorus. Yes. Although there's a bit of the chorus which I still have to sing because you don't know that bit. You're basically doing that. I'm going to swing from the yeah. chandelier ear, yeah. chandelier yeah. ear, yeah. Um, and then I do the rest. Very interesting, wasn't it? Now you would have come up with the subject though. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm going to go first, so right. you've got to come up with the subject. Shit. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Your subject. Our is, subject. Uh, our subject is. Um. Mm-hmm. Candlelight dinners. Oh, with yeah, I like this. Your mm-hmm. yeah, dog. Can I, you ever met my dog? Okay, all right. <laughs> this song gets. You have a dog? I do. She's out the back. She's a bit smelly though. You can meet her after. Yes. Um. So we candlelight dinners with my dog. Uh. Yes. This song basically starts straight away. And then you're singing the chorus. All right, here we go. Here we go. Get the lyrics. Me going first. Uh, see ya, chandelier. Camelot dinners with my dog. <clears throat> Sitting down at a table with my puppy. She really wants to eat some bones. Eat some bones. Light the candle and look at her. I say, fuck you, dog. I don't want a bone. I want some meat. Want some meat. One, two, three, one, two, three, meat. One, two, three, one, two, three, meat. One, two, three, one, two, three, meat. Eating the meat with my dog. I'm gonna eat all the meat. The meat. It's gonna make me very sick. Yeah, very sick. I 
don't know this part of the song, but it's going the same way, so I'm just gonna eat all the meat and get vanilla. Eat the meat, gonna make sure it's not on my feet, cause the dog, she really likes feet, and licking that is kind of not on fleek. Yes, I use the phrase that I hate, but it's not really cool with your mate Because I'm meant to be singing about a dog And for some reason it turned to bog On to bog When I'm in the dinner with my dog and the candles People look at me because they say Wait a minute, isn't that bestiality? One, two, three, one, two, three, bestiality. One, two, three, one, two, three, bestiality. Not gonna be a good chorus. One, two, three, bestiality. Dakota saying because I talked about bestiality. I'm not gonna be one of those sick fucks. One of those sick fucks. I'm not gonna be one of those sick fucks. Because it's really disgusting. It really is. I'm just gonna sit here and eat my meat. Just eat my meat. Yeah. Just gonna sit here. Maybe lick my face or something (laughs) like that. I was worried where Dakota was going to say that he was going to get licked right now because it wouldn't have been really nice had he said something about vice. I don't know what that even meant. I'm really stupid like cement. Perhaps I shouldn't try and rhyme some words because it comes out like a turd, like a turd, like a turd. Comes out sounding like a turd, just sounding like a turd, like a turd, like a turd, like a turd. Where will this song fucking end? It's still going. Is it still going? Why is it lots of words and shit? It's it is still going. Fear and the dogs and. Is it going to cut the chorus? Bestiality. Dan, I'd say mic drop, but don't, because I don't want you to drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) That actually wasn't too bad. It was actually all right. Um, (laughs) I think that worked. We should do more of these. You know the chorus, and I know the the verses. That was interesting, wasn't it? I'm going to give you a 10. I think you did Fucking well. Thanks. Yeah. You're not. Thank you. Will you win? Uh, yeah. Yay! By the end, the guy actually wins for once. Yay! Um, I like this. this is yeah. So we're doing this next good. week. Uh, thank you, Dakota. I never thought I'd ever sing about bestiality on Forget the Lyrics I, I in my lounge room. I never thought I'd have to like, stop. I never thought I'd have to sway the conversation away from bestiality ever. So that's interesting. It's something that often yeah. should happen more often. But uh, uh, Dakota. Or swaying the conversation. You make your mind up. Uh, All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dakota. Time of the show where we need to find out what's been going on in the land of the long orange cloud. That's the best uh, way I can do about introducing it this week. I don't know. Uh, To talk about Donald Trump, it's Paul Luttrell. Paul, welcome back to the brink. Yeah, yeah. We're here to discuss the uh, the human-sized cheesel. Yeah. Um, That was a better introduction. <laughs> that one, yeah. And like cheesels, we might have some like orange dust on our fingers after uh, discussing what's 
going on and always something, Paul. Um, and I mean, it only took us, what, eight months before I think I can utter this phrase. Uh, this week, Donald Trump sympathised with Nazis, it seemed. Um, how, how'd that work out for him this week? Uh, yeah, not too well. Um, he hasn't done much to really try and take the heat off himself either. He's kind of gone back on his statements a little bit. Um, but I guess even before the election, you can't. You knew that this is this is a guy. He didn't disavow David Duke when David Duke in, endorsed him during the election. He kind of dodged and weaved. So um, yeah, this isn't really. I don't. I don't think it's that surprising. I think it was always there. We were, we already knew that. Donald Trump was, uh, you know, a bit of a racist. His, his comments that he's made about Mexicans and whatever in the past. So this is not a big stretch. I think it's it's a it's surprising that he's kind of done it in the wake of like such a, a massive event that's turned tragic with a person dying. And yeah, it's this is uh, this is what you get when you elect uh, a. A child as president, I guess. The thing that baffled me about this whole situation is that, um, you know, people have their opinions of Donald Trump and, you know, clearly opinions are changing all the time with these people who have voted for him and realising what they're getting. You know, I was one of these people who was just willing to give him a chance to see what he would do uh, when he's actually in the office. And it, it just kind of seems like one of these things that when all this stuff happened in Charlottesville, you know, people are waiting to see what he's going to come out and say. It's just one of these moments where you think, come on, Donald, just once, just once, come out fairly quickly, denounce all this sort of stuff, and then move along, then you're not going to have to deal with this for a week. You think that just some part of him, some part of him could have just for once done this. I mean, it just really didn't seem that difficult to be able to come out straight away and just be like, yeah, this wasn't good, Nazis are bad, we will do what we can to try and solve this next question. That's all you had to do. I did it just then, and I'm not the President of the United States. So it's not that hard, is it? No, no, it's not. But I guess he relies on their votes, doesn't he? Mm. That's his whole thing. When you when your support base is, you know, racist, um, <laughs> white nationalists or neo-Nazis or whatever, and you probably want to, I don't know, he probably just wants to be a little bit more... I know, play a bit more coy um, and try and hang on to their votes as well as appearing somewhat uh, anti-racism or whatever, but it didn't work at all, did it? It's it's the, the most fascinating thing about the whole thing was that press conference that he had um, sort of a few days afterwards. Mm. And to actually see how the press are asking him questions. I mean, yeah. this is the President of the United States, and they're treating him like he's just, I don't know what you could even describe them. Like, there's there's no, you can tell the press are frustrated with him. They're trying yeah. to be as respectful as they can be. But, you know, this is meant to be the one person the press are meant to respect, the, you know, the office of the most. And you can just tell how, fr- and even the people around Trump, I think there was a few articles weren't there of, um, they've like zoomed in on the face of his chief of staff and some of his other staffers. And even they're sort of like rolling their eyes going, oh, shit, this isn't good. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think that it, the press as well, particularly like CNN and stuff, they're just getting shut out completely. They must be just banging their heads against walls. Um, the, you could see after the press conference when they were asking, can we ask more questions? And, were, and his, his comeback was, you're fake news. Um, <laughs> he actually said that to one of them. He legitimately, yeah. in the middle of actually answering a question, he's like, well, yes, you fake news. Like It was like, whoa, that's just yeah. like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, back to that. But yeah, they asked him, "Can we, you know, 
have a press conference and he's saying we did have a press conference issuing a statement is not a press conference exactly that's uh that's just you getting your message across without any um, critiquing of that. It's, that oh, it's, it really is just, um, I mean, words just escape you, don't they, in terms of what you can even do to describe this. I mean, look, at the time of recording this, we've obviously had the um, the tragic attack in, in Barcelona. And I, look, I haven't read enough of the situation to know if he's uh, come out and said anything with that. I mean, again, it's not happened in the US, but generally, you know, you will have world leaders coming out and saying, you know, this isn't a good thing. Um, and I'm just kind of expecting, if he hasn't said anything yet, to be like, well, you know, this isn't a good thing, but we should look at both sides of this argument. You know, uh, clearly the innocent civilians in the streets of Barcelona were also doing something wrong to incite this anger through ISIS, so we should look at both sides of this here and not jump to conclusions. I mean, that's generally the statement we expect him to make now, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. It's just always the victim. It's the victim's fault for this always. Um, yeah, the, the whole ridiculous thing of, the, like, there was, we were talking about Charlottesville as well, there was violence on both sides. Um, that may well be true, but the, like, instigator of the violence was people coming out and saying, you know, we don't think that people that aren't white deserve to be living in America. That's that's a pretty violent statement. It's kind of, how are you supposed to get those people out then? What's... The, the implication is that that's a violent statement, really. So yeah. people um, coming out and fighting against that, while I don't agree with people, you know, being violent, the instigator in that kind of, yeah, that confrontation are the white nationalists. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, exactly. I mean, of there, there was exactly you're exactly right. I mean, it would be no different to if right now, you know, a group of people walked into your house and started, yeah. like, chanting stuff at you and started punching you, you're going to kind of fight back um, no, right. and kind of have to be violent to return the favour. But you haven't gone out of your way to invite people into your home to start a fight. You know, they've come into your your area and started this for, for whatever reason. Um, and it's, yeah. it's, it's just kind of... It's interesting sort of with everything that's kind of around this, you know, all what basically around the removal of a statue yeah, um, yeah. and, you know, a very polarizing figure of a statue. And I mean, this is this is such a, you know, a whole other topic of debate when it comes to America. The fact that you have so many parts in this country where you still have statues and, and monuments to, you know, generals and people from the Civil War who weren't exactly nice. You know what I mean? So, um yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's very interesting how this happened, but um, yeah, it's it, like as you explained, it's always about trying to find blame to the victim. I mean, look, the, I mean, I you I think you just explained it very well. Like, yeah, there's a, that point to Donald Trump, which is weird for me to say that he said like, yeah, there was violence on both sides, but that's again, I think I can't remember if it was Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Kimmel sort of tried to use it as an explanation. That's like saying like. Oh, you know, D-Day, you know, um, you know, the both both sides were to blame, you know, like uh they just ruined a very good beach. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's kind of you know, yeah, okay, there was violence on both sides, but there is a reason sometimes where the other side has to have violence in return to the people who started the violence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you in defense, it's it's essentially self-defense. If someone's coming out and attacking people who aren't white, essentially, there are going to be people who go in there and um, protest on the other side. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, 
it, it's probably best to show as much restraint as possible. I, I think this whole thing, there seems to be a thing going around in uh, on the internet where there's this question of, is it okay to punch a Nazi? I would say no, because, I mean, then you are the person. I mean, the whole point, the thing we have against Nazis is they, uh, you know, incite violence and hatred towards people. Um, then you're jumping the gun then, and you're the one that's kind of, you know, creating the violence, and it's going to escalate from there, isn't it? When people get punched, they don't just lay down and go, oh, okay, you punched me. Yeah. It usually escalates from there. So it's there's that, and also, you know, violence is, is not a good thing. So it shouldn't be a question at all. There should never be a question. Is it what? okay to punch? The only person I think that is okay to ask that question is, is it okay to punch Donald Trump? Probably a yes. Maybe. But even Maybe then, yes. even then, no, it's not, it's <laughs> not, Paul. It's not, it's not right to punch anyone. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's not, it's not okay to punch because you, essentially you're giving up credibility then as well. And you, the whole thing with like, you're giving Donald Trump fuel to say, well, they're in the wrong because they're the ones being violent. You're giving the other side um, ammunition essentially against you, despite the fact that their ide- ideology might be completely ridiculous and violent in itself. If you're the one that physically enacts the violence, then you suddenly are, you know, you don't have a leg to stand on. So, um, yeah, don't don't punch Nazis. Don't yeah, don't punch Nazis, people. If we can bring you any message on this week's show. Don't yeah, punch exactly. Nazis, okay? We're not sympathising with Nazis. We're not protecting Nazis. We're yeah. just saying don't punch them. Like, just go online and shout your distaste to them because, I mean, let's be honest, that's all we often see. Um, you, you know, whoever gets elected next as president, um, you know, in you know, like three and a bit years, um, can, you, can you not see that on, like, day one, they're just going to open up the White House to the press and just be like, okay, guys... It's time to start this relationship off good. Everyone, you're not fake news. We love you. Everybody, like I swear, every single journalist in the world will get invited to the White House, you know, when Kanye West gets elected in 2020 or something like that. You know, I just I just really feel whoever's in next has to really repair this uh, relationship between the press and, and the presidency. Yeah, I think whoever's in next is going to have a great time. They're just going to have... The bar has been set so low. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why it's legitimately so possible that Kanye West probably will be elected. <laughs> and everyone, the press will love him. Just they will. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is not Trump. Yeah. But this is this is this is the thing. Like, legitimately, um, and I know we've talked about this before, but you know, a year ago, two years ago, whenever this all kind of started, nobody would in a million years believe someone like Donald Trump get elected. Again, you're right. This has been set so low. So, like, you could just like Adam Sandler will probably be the next president and everybody will fucking love him. Um, yeah. You know, I just think of the, the most, like, despised or laughed at celebrity in America. They will do a hundred times better job than Donald Trump. And at the end of the day, no one's going to even make fun of it because all that person has to do is like, oh, President Sandler, you really didn't do much to fix that situation. And he'll be like, well, at least I'm not Trump. And everyone will be like, you're right, high five. Yeah, his first press conference, he'll just be like, uh, just get this out of the way. Uh, Nazis are bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Mexicans. Um, all Muslims are welcome. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. We're, we're done. Approval rating is high. I actually, I saw, I know we've talked about like, dis- you know, disapproval ratings and things like that. And I think the, the interesting one I saw during the week, and I don't have the exact numbers, but um, I think his disapproval ratings like still in the 60% style somewhere and they did like a list of like days it took for presidents to get to whatever percentage is at 
you know, you had like basically the last five or so presidents. So you had like Carter, you know, never happened. Reagan never happened. Like basically all of them had never happened except for George W. Bush. It took like, I don't know, 1200 days or however long it was. And for Donald Trump, it's like 160 days or something like that. And, you know, again, we've talked kind of comparisons between Bush and Trump before. And you remember sort of, no doubt, all the sort of stuff that went against Bush in these final days, final years, I guess. But again, it's just, it just seems like. George Bush is also, I know we've talked about Hillary Clinton sitting around loving this. George Bush is sitting there loving this. He's like, well, I really wasn't that bad, so hallelujah, I'm kind of a good president now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's kind of taken his name out of the mud. Um, Yeah, I I remember for ages, Bush was kind of like 50-50 in terms of approval ratings. 50% of the country hated him, 50% loved him. Um, But yeah, Donald, no such such thing there. It's, um, It's pretty clear that people can't stand Trump. Um... But who are these people who are undecided? I don't know. I never get the undecided option. What rock are you living under? Yeah. Have you ever had one of those robocalls where they're like one of those political Nielsen polls where they say, like, if you were to vote in the next state election, would you vote Labor, Liberal, or undecided? You know, one of those ones. Um, I got one the other day, and they, like, when they ask you the undecided part, I'm like, really? Like, who's there going, I really don't know. I'm going to press undecided. Like, surely you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, Trump, yeah, Hillary, yeah. No, I don't know between the two. I really don't. Um, it's Yeah, it's interesting. The one thing I'll say, too, like, when you look at, like, the Bush-Trump comparisons, it's like, you know, good old days when basically the only celebrities that would pop out and speak out against the president, the Dixie Chicks, who got ripped an absolute new one for <laughs> that performance and whatever they did. I think they even wrote a song, didn't they? And everyone was like, look, you might disagree with what Bush is doing, but you're disrespecting the office of the president. This is un-American. And, you know, they just got disowned. And I think their like, entire yeah. career got like wiped off the map. Whereas now it's kind of like it's the opposite. If you're a celebrity who doesn't speak against Trump, you're like, you're a Trump sympathizer. You must like Nazis. Uh, I think because in like the country music scene in America, it's such a big uh, thing that to be super patriotic yeah, and true. whatever. And it's there's very it's a very white a right wing culture. So to go against that, massive massive props to the Dixie Chicks for doing that. Um, I think it's pretty cool. One, um, one 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 video I'll say just before we let you go, Paul. If anybody wants to kind of see a, a nice little um you know a video, I guess which kind of describes a lot about this situation, particularly for people who voted for Donald Trump. Jimmy Kimmel, in one of his opening monologues this week, sort of had this great little video where he's kind of like speaking to Trump voters, people who voted for Trump. And he's basically saying, like, now's the time where you're probably realising, yeah, this guy isn't probably good. Um, and like, it's, it's just, it only goes for like three or four minutes. It's just, it's very well spoken. So, um, I mean, and this is, I know you and I have talked a lot about this recently about how these late night shows are, are having a, a, a laugh a minute basically with all this. I mean, Stephen Colbert has something every day. Even Jimmy Fallon's doing pretty decently, you know, Stephen, uh, uh, John Oliver obviously, um, does it fantastically, but, um, yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel one, I think it, I don't know if you've seen it, but it definitely covered it very well. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'll check it out, though. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, It's been fun, as always, Paul. I'm sure this time next week we'll be talking about how, um, I don't know, Donald Trump sympathizes with the alien invaders who are coming here and killing us all. I don't know. Um, It's always something each week, but uh, until then, we'll, we'll speak to you next time. Yeah, see you there. That's it for another episode. What a huge episode. Donald Trump on the show. You weren't expecting that. 
Um, so much happening. We'll have more for you next week. Who knows? Will the Don come again? Perhaps, perhaps not. Um, now, we have been closing out, of course, these episodes recently with some In The Mixes, our uh, highlights, obviously, of the years. But we're just too much happening this episode. We're not going to bring you 2012 In The Mix this week. We'll save that for a rainy day. And uh, we will have some more for you next week, of course, as I just mentioned. Uh, I said at the top of the episode about thanks for tuning into the Brink Unleashed 7. We appreciate the support for that. If you want to see some deleted scenes that didn't quite make the final cut, they're available today, so check that out. Just head to our YouTube channel, or you can find it on our Facebook page as well, facebook.com forward slash The Brink Radio Show. Like us while you're there. Send us some comments, feedbacks, everything else. We appreciate that sort of support. We are on Twitter as well. Just search for Brink Radio Show. And as I mentioned, the YouTube channel, you can subscribe to us. Just search for The Brink on there. You'll find us. Easiest way to get these episodes, of course, directly to your computer or your portable device, iTunes, if you do have that. Remember to subscribe, like, rate us while you're there. And if you're not an Apple user, remember you can also use Stitcher for Android users. Same there. Like, subscribe, comment. We appreciate any form of feedback. Thanks to everybody who joined us on the show today. It's been a big one, our biggest one yet, our longest episode yet, and it's been a lot of fun. Until next week, though, Hobart, please do keep sucking those oranges and a good night. Good night.